Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 41 of Points and Penalties. We'd like to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your pods and give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. My name is Josh, and with me are my co-hosts, Peter, Kevin, and Jesse. Jesse, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking another Great Lakes Brewery. It's called Haze Mama. It's a New England IPA. It's a solid 7%. And the first couple of sips are going down pretty good. Peter, what are you drinking? Thanks, Jesse. I'm drinking a Hop Valley Brewing Company Bubble Stash IPA. It's a 6.2% strong beer. Bitch. Fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's pretty good so far. Might have it again. Kev, what are you having? Uh, thanks, Pedro. I'm having myself a uh, strong beer. It is um, has a wolf on it. It says 86 Extreme. Again, it's a uh, extra strong beer, uh, whopping at a 10.5 percent. Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow. Who's the bitch now, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jess. Who's that? I'm definitely bitch? part of that group now. Not the biggest one yet, but. <laughs> and I'll, I'll probably go through the two as my reg and whatever else I have in my coolie bag here. With that whopping 10.5. <laughs> Josh, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got a collective arts uh, IPA number 18. It is coconut and key lime IPA. Uh, it's six point four percent, so I'm a, I guess I'm a bitch too today. But this is a, it's an interesting beer. At, at first, you you taste the coconut, and then the fucking lime hits you, and it's like super fucking sour. So, so you've a, got you've got the lime and the coconut, and That's I put what it, I was gonna say, and too. I put it all together. <laughs> you put the uh, lime in the coconut. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I've had about four sips now, and it's getting much better. My first two, I was like, "Holy fuck, this is horrible!" But it's just the key lime part that gets you. It's it's so fucking sour, but uh, it's not too too bad now that I've had a few swigs. So I'm the bitch of the week at fucking six point two. What else is fucking new? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! Yeah, six point two. That's that's a tough beer to be a bitch on. <laughs> Might as well have gone with a four and a half. Yeah, damn. Not knowing Kev was busted with a 10% or holy fuck. You know, things are going to get spicy in about 25 minutes. <laughs> There's going to be points to grab. That's yeah, I'm sure. Sure. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> All right, kids, let's start us up here with the uh, World Series. Jess, you called it. Yeah. Kev, you called it a little later. Yeah. But the Atlanta Braves. Pulled out a big W and beat the Houston Asterix in the World Series by a series win of four to two. The Braves won game six by a score of seven nothing, which was utter fucking dominance in the last game. You got to, Houston, you got to come up with a better game than that. Not scoring anything. Now, don't get me wrong. The defense was great. The pitching was outstanding in the last game. Uh, I mean, pretty much for the whole series, but, uh, but you got to put up a fucking run. At least one. Like, don't get blanked. 
Actually, the last time a team was shut out in a World Series clinching game was just happened to be the Houston Asterix in 05, and they were shut out by the White Sox. So, to be that. fair, I think they were the Astros back then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, they were the Astros back then. Yep, that is Tra- fair. The trash can was just a theory at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, I think all of us were. We're happy that the Braves won where it all came down to it. We only had two teams to pick. I think we all were uh, on the Brave bandwagon. No. No? No. I was going Astros. Oh, wow. Fucking laser. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely wanted Atlanta win after I only had two two teams to pick, but that was only because of uh, Freddie Freeman. I like him. He's my boy. Dual citizenship, right? Actually. Yep, his, both of his parents are Canadian, but he was born in the U.S. So, so the Atlanta Braves are only the eighth team in MLB history to win the World Series after winning less than 90 regular season games. They were 88 and 73 on the season. And to give you a, kind of a ranking, so they their runs are – or sorry, not runs, their wins are – fourth least uh to win a world world series so they had 88 they're tied with the uh sorry with the giants in uh, the giants was in 2014 obviously the braves was here in 2021 the yanks had 87 wins in 2000 they won the the championship the twins in 85 sorry twins at 87 had 85 wins and the cardinals had 83 wins to win the world series in 06 so this is uh Definitely doesn't happen very often if you're winning less than 90 games, making it to the World Series, but then to win it as well. This just proves that it's the postseason is a brand new season. And For sure. All you got to do is win. Yep. Right? Just get in. Yep. All you got to do is get in, and then anything can happen. That's right. Now, what would, what would have happened if, say, Jesse, you threw a dollar or even, like, say, 20 bucks with this um, prediction of yours in the beginning? What do you think you some money. Yeah. I would have won some money for sure, but like, I, don't, I don't know what the odds were at the time. Right. Yeah. It would have been like they were favored, maybe not to win the whole thing, but they were they were one of the, you know, say top 10 favorites. So it wouldn't right. have been a crazy payout, but doing it that early would have obviously uh, added a few more bucks to the to the pile. But right. I mean, like if you went at the trade de- trade deadline and did it, you might have had better odds. Yeah, that's true. Because they weren't doing that great then, and they, just, they bought a bunch of players, so yeah. like it's or the All Star game break too. You could have, you probably would have got really good fucking odds then. Yeah, but would you have re-upped with them at that point, probably or would not. you have gone a different way? I'd well, you don't have to re-up with them. You're, when, once the the bet is laid at the beginning of the season, that's what you is. don't re-up with it. No, I know, but if you okay, if you didn't bet at the beginning of the season, and you're going to make a bet at trade deadline time. Would you have gone with the Braves? No, I'm just saying that the odds might have been better than at the beginning of the season. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. But I, I, would I have done it? Probably not. No, you were down I, on them pretty good I, there. I, I gave up on them as soon as Acuna went, went out. And then yeah. I started cheering for them at the end. And then once we even got in the postseason, I was, my beginning was, was saying that the Giants would get it. And I was wrong there. But I was right at the beginning of the season. <laughs> <laughs> It's all that counts. It's all that counts. So the Braves were on a tear, winning 23 of their last 30 games dating back to September 19th, and they outscored their opponents 144 to 92 runs, which is pretty good. Pretty. 
pretty good. And I, like you said, Jess, that's uh, a lot of that stems from good pitching and picking up some guys at the trade deadline to fill those holes that they lost uh, in injuries with Acuna. They had Mike Soroka and Marcelo Zuna. All three of those guys were lost due to injury and all pretty fucking good players. So to bring in uh, Soler, um, Rosario, Rosario and Yawk Peterson. There's one other guy too. Dunn? Oh, Duvall. Duvall, that's right. Yes. So picking up. I don't know. I don't know how I got Duvall from Dunn, but I I don't know what I made the connection. Do you? Do you? You're good. You're good. (laughs) So this is the Braves' fourth World Series title, and they've done it in three different cities. So they were the Boston Braves in 1914 when they won their first one. They were the Milwaukee Braves in 1957, Atlanta in 95, and Atlanta in 2021. Just kind of cool. They, uh, they're they spreading the wealth around to all these different cities. That's only three. Atlanta and Atlanta. They won in 95 and they won in 2021. Oh, I thought you said there was three different locations. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. There is three different locations. <laughs> <Or> four. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Challenge! <laughs> Woof. Uh. <laughs> okay, we briefly mentioned uh, Jorge Soler, who... Used to be on my fantasy team, did fuck all. Then I traded him to Jesse. He did fuck all. Maybe a little bit more. You than, didn't than challenge. You didn't trade him to me. You, you. I picked him up. Uh, I drafted him. Are you sure? I thought he was part of a trade with us. No, I'm positive. Okay. Well, whatever. Either way, he didn't do fuck all for you. Not, not a little more he, than he, me, but not much. He hasn't done much for me either. It was. <laughs> it wasn't until the second half of this season. He yeah. Doing anything. It's so crazy he, too, because like the, these players that they got weren't doing very much at all, and they picked them up, and then they started dominating with the Braves. Mm-hmm. So Sarler wins the World Series MVP. He's the fourth player in Braves history to hit three home runs in a single World Series, uh, with the likes of Hank Aaron. So he hit uh, for three hundred three home runs, six RBIs, eight hundred slugging, and one point one nine one OPS, and that was uh, good enough to. Give him the uh, give him the award, uh, and again, it's just kind of a it's a, kind of a cool situation when the guy comes in at the trade deadline and uh, and plays pretty fucking good for that whole whole time, and then ends up uh, lighting it up in uh, in the World Series. And I mean, Joe, Josh, if you want him back, you can have him. I'll, I'll trade him to you. No, I'm good right now. <laughs> All right, next up at the Braves, Brian Snicker, the, the manager. He is the second oldest manager to win their first World Series title. So he's 66 years old, 16 days. And the oldest was Jack McKeon in 03 with the Marlins. He was 72 years old, 336 days. So, you know, sometimes you got to wait, but uh, I guarantee you both of these guys will tell you that the, the wait is well worth it. Oh, for sure. Actually, another guy who won his first uh, his first World Series with the Braves here was um, oh fuck, Ron Washington. That yeah, sounds about right. I think it's Ron Ron Washington. Uh, he's uh, I you know, we constantly see him out uh, during warmups and whatnot. And he would he had a, a bat and a ball, and Freddie Freeman would be like three four feet away from him, 
And all he would do is hit balls into the ground. And basically it was helping, uh, it was helping Freddie Freeman with his scoops and, and his defensive play at first base. And they, they would do it every single day. And uh, so I just remember seeing that a few times over the world series warmups and whatnot. And, you know, it's crazy that you're, you're in the show, you're, you know, a few games from being done and they're still working on, on these scoops and whatnot. And that, that just, that shows you who, you know, that's how you become a real champion is to, continually practice even though you're a win or two away and speaking of freddie freeman i got a little little piece on him here because uh like i said he's he's got to be my favorite atlanta brave not that i have too many other favorite players other than blue jays but <laughs> so he was drafted the second round number 78 overall by the braves uh it was in 07 in 2011 he became the first braves rookie to reach 50 RBI by July 18th, since Hank Aaron did it in 1954. Freddie Freeman received MVP votes in six of his 10 full seasons prior to 2021. And in 2020, he won the prestigious award. Made five all-star teams, won two silver sluggers, a gold glove, and the Hank Aaron award, all before turning 32 years old. And after 1,607 games with the Braves, he's finally a World Series champion. And he tied the most home runs in a single post season by a Braves player with five home runs. And he tied the 1996 Fred McGriff. Who we know he used to be a Blue Jay. Do you think that's it for him as a Brave? Absolutely not. No way. He will never play anywhere else. There's my hot take. A hot take. He 100% signs a long, you know, I mean, I know he's not a spring chicken, but he's going to sign a, maybe three, four, five-year contract here, finish out his career. As a break, for sure. I believe. As yeah. a break. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you there, Yosh. Sure. That's I mean, maybe, maybe when he's kind of doing a pull holes where he's fucking ancient and, and he's still trying to play, then maybe he moves around. But meaningful games are only in Atlanta for, for Freddie Freeman. We shall see. Yeah, we should. We should. Uh, the Braves actually out-homered the Astros 11-2 in the World Series, which is a huge number. And with all the firepower that the Astros have, I figured that that would have been much closer in home runs. It just speaks to the pitching on Atlanta. 100% it does. Yeah, they pitch great. And that's basically, that was the that was Houston's downfall as their pitching. They couldn't, uh, their starting pitching couldn't keep up. It's really what it was. I mean, obviously the, the I, offense I, fell. I was going to say, but, yeah, I was going to say when you see 11 to two in the world series, the yeah. home run dip, like it, you, it, you have to blame it on a bit of the offense. Cause that's what they're known for more or less than the pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of Canadian news here. Alex Anthopolis becomes the first Canadian GM to win a world series. So good for him. It's a little fucking jab at the Toronto brass because uh, we had him just a couple years ago. I guess it was more than a couple years ago. Those were the days in what, 2015, 2016 when, uh, when the blue Jays were in the playoffs. So, so good for Alex. It's uh, it was definitely cool to see and to be, you know, be part of that world series. Unfortunately, he couldn't actually be part of the celebrations because he had COVID. (laughs) So he was, uh, yeah, yeah, so he wasn't able to actually celebrate with them. So, um, but hey, FaceTime is uh, better than nothing, right? And he still gets a ring. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> like, Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And so, 
a cool little, uh, I don't know, it's not really a stat, but a uh, little thing I saw. So the Braves had 44 wins at the All-Star break. They had 44 wins after the All-Star break, and they won the World Series in the 44th week of the year. Holy fuck, there's a lot of fours. All the same time, Hank Aaron, number 44, passed away this year. So I got to think that's that Hank had something to do with this. Oh. He's, he's up above in baseball heaven, and he's – come on. I mean, there's too many 44s there for that to no, be a No, for sure. I was going to say the same thing, man. There's way too many 44s there. It was even on the field. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. There, there's got to be that uh, angel in left field, I guess, was out there helping them out. Yeah, I, I, I got to think so, man. It's just – I had to double check when I saw this. I'm like, there's no way that they had 44 wins before and after the all-star break to equal that 88. And sure enough, they did. So I didn't, I didn't check the 44th week. I figured that if they got the other two, right, I figured I wouldn't look into that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that's pretty much it for baseball this year. There won't be too many more games. And if there is, they won't be on the MLB. (laughs) So, uh, but we do have another little bit of a blue Jay update here. So, our boy Vladdy Guerrero wins the inaugural Juan Mercal Award, which recognizes the best Dominican player in the MLB. I don't think this is a surprise. He was e- obviously easy choice this year. Yeah, for easy. sure. For sure. And then a little bit more Jays news here. So the Jays make a multi-year offer to Steven Matz. He declines it and will become a free agent. And the Jays decided not to extend the $18.4 million qualifying offer. So obviously that multi-year deal was less than $18.4 uh, 18.4 million a year. I'm not sad about that. Yeah, I'm okay. No, uh, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Like I said at the beginning of the year, I didn't think this guy was going to do much to begin with. He was way better than I thought he was going to be. But you know, you got to you got to think about age and and uh, all this. And we got a handful of good young kids coming up. So hopefully they can uh, create some roster space for them, and, and hopefully they actually do something. And then lastly. The Jays do make their $18.4 million qualifying offers to both Robbie Ray and Marcus Semyon. I can almost guarantee you that Semyon does not sign it as he just signed with a new agent who is uh, synonymous with fucking money. So (laughs) pretty sure that Marcus is going to get paid somewhere else. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe he gets paid in Toronto, uh, but I have my doubts. I don't think they're going to want to spend that kind of money on a, an aging second baseman or a shortstop when they've got some young guys up that can at least play defensively as good as he, he did this year. He was great, but I feel like some of the guys we have in the, uh, in the ranks can play as good defensively offensively. Maybe not. Marcus was pretty fucking awesome this year. Offensively, as we all know, he was good defensively too. And I don't know if we can get the same defensive play that we can get with the young guys i think we probably can i think we can but i'm just going off of like uh bachette like he struggled like he got better as the year went on but he struggled when he first came up and even at the beginning of this year yeah but like if you could get a guy like groshans to play pretty well at third then you can move espinal over to second he could clearly play anywhere which i think espinal would probably in the long run end up being a better defensive player than Semyon. Not offensively guaranteed, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of Robbie Ray, I hope he signs this uh, $18.4 million qualifying offer. 
Um, I don't think he's going to get a huge amount of money on the market just based on his age and his tight ass fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Some some teams are going to take that chance, and uh, you know, if he turns this down, and maybe the Jays turn around and look at maybe offering him a a, a long longer term deal. But uh, my guess is that if they're they're offering these up, that's as much as they want to go uh, to these guys. So. See, I don't think Robbie Ray is that old. I think he's only 29. So you can definitely get a decent contract out of him. And if he now, like, this is like his one, like, superstar year, but he played amazing for us. So I, I would give him that. I like, I know the, there's a qualifying offer, but I could see him getting paid elsewhere for a lot more. Should challenge you. He's thirty. <laughs> he must have just turned like thirty then, because he he was twenty nine when he started the season. Oh fuck! I was popping my head up and down just like a motherfucker, just sitting there going, "Someone's got to do something with that one." Yeah, kept smelled the challenging. Uh, it was uh, October first. He turned thirty. Mm, well, see, uh, uh, <laughs> didn't didn't make it to the postseason. So, <laughs> all right, and last part of the MLB here today is our bracket challenge. I'm going to start at the bottom. Work your way up. With me. I was at the bottom, the baseball guy. Couldn't fucking pick anything right. I got one right. I picked the Dodgers to win the fucking wild card. That was the only thing I got right. <laughs> and since I'm so fucking good, I get a minus one point for our PMPs. Oh, boy. You might make. Yeah. You might be able to make that up today, though. Boy. Maybe. Maybe. So, Peter and Jess, you guys both had four right which means you're both in second place. And so we expanded our point giving a little bit, and we gave you both a point. All right. Yeah. And drum roll, please. The winner is... <laughs> it's Kevin. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Kev wins with five correct. Uh, three of those were the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> and so Kev gets a big two points to uh, to bring his total up a little bit from still in the negatives of course Deep I, 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 in the negatives. I might be i might lose these today but then i'll just end up even so there you go i'm all right there, see. and then lastly just because you called the braves to win the uh championship in basically spring training or just before the regular season started uh we're gonna give you a point for that too yeah so look at you in uh it- in retrospect, and maybe next season, that should probably be worth a little bit more than just a point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But because it's Jesse, it's one. Yeah, point. fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we got for the MLB this uh, this week, boys. And there probably won't be a whole lot more in the next few weeks because uh, baseball gets pretty dry after the World Series until about March. So off to the NFL we go. And in the NFL, we got the trade deadline. And the big news is, is my Rams making a play for Von Miller. Did they ever make a play? My God, that guy's good. I mean, yeah, he's he's awesome, amazing. I'm happy with this trade. They gave up a second and third round pick next year, so a lot of capital, draft capital for a year rental. But I did read that they are going to try and extend him. But who knows? He's a Texan native, and he might want to go play for Dallas. So we'll see what happens, but he is an eight-time 
eight-time pro bowler. And like I've been chirping the NHL cap or however it works there because it seems really silly. <laughs> the Broncos are paying $9 million of Miller's remaining salary for this year. So the Rams are only hooked on less than a million dollars for him to play for the rest of this year. And they pretty much paid for that probably with their third round pick. So it was probably a second to get him, and then a third to take that $9 million cash. I mean, in the NHL, you can retain salary when you trade somebody. It's the same kind of thing. I don't know, man. Like whatever you've been telling me, it's like, well, he's, he, there's no manipulation of the cap. Well, the, the, the key difference in the NHL is that when you sign a contract, that's it. That's the contract. There's no restructuring it. There's no signing a new contract halfway through it. There's none of that. That's the contract for the full length of it, and that's the cap it for the full length of it. Well, that's still dumb. Yep. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. I mean, it's, it's straightforward, at least. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just proves that NHL, they got guys that are – don't have high degrees in accounting, at least. So, <laughs> <laughs> what happens when your lead man's a basketball guy, right, Kev? What are you talking about? Gary Batman. Oh, this was a challenge from way back. Way back when, when. I, yeah, that, I remember. <laughs> yeah, which was hopefully that much. Kev can't remember that far back. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God, my dementia. My, I'm sorry, guys. Let me just wake up from this 10.5. Holy shit. <laughs> should be wide away fuck sorry jesse carry on all right so miller will provide a uh, reinforcements for this defense uh they have a lot of good defensive players the three the two main are aaron donald and jalen ramsey both of my fantasy team i know and <laughs> and adding von miller even though he's 32 that that's still a huge get i think and he's coming from uh, vic fangio who this scheme was pretty much built out of a Vic Fangio disciple and Brand Staley. Now I know Raheem Morris is there, but they've still kept the same concept as Brand Staley because they had the number one defense last year. And then the opposite side, they got Leonard Floyd, who's been ripping it up as well this year. So I got a question for you guys. My question is, have you ever heard in the NFL – of these three, of three dominant superstar players on the same defense, just three. I can think of one. Well, spit it out, man. Well, I mean, I want to see if you guys can think of anything. Maybe I'm missing one. Um, I've never been that much of an NFL, like um, an NFL, like watching in regards to all this defense and such. I love the sport, but I. I'm clueless at this point. Sorry, guys. Uh, I'll throw out there uh, the Bears with Peanut, Erlacher, and um, Briggs. Briggs, yeah. Yeah, I would say that would be up there. That's up there. But um, I got one that's probably a little bit bigger, better than that one. Of course you do. That's why I told you to spit it out, man. <laughs> I want to hear some other – if you guys got anything else. I'm thinking like Ravens with Ed Reed and uh, – Right yeah, Lewis, but that was um, that was I, the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. Ed Reed, Terrell Lewis, Ray Lewis, uh, and Ter- Terrell Ter- Ray Lewis, and Terrell Suggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that that's the one I'm thinking of. But like, I think this is around the same kind of thing with these these 
superstars on the same team. Now I know the Although names. Be... I know the names of these guys you guys are talking about, obviously, but you know, I wouldn't have matched them up to one team. You could also go with Seattle, Legion yeah. Boom. Yeah. With Bobby Wagner, Earl Thomas, and and Sherman, but I don't like those guys, so I didn't want to think about them. <laughs> yeah. Other well, I, I can only think of the two guys, but uh J- is it Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas in Miami? Is it Jason Taylor? Yeah, you're right. Jason Taylor, the defensive yeah. lineman. Yeah. Yeah. But the only the two, like I can't think of anybody else, another superstar on the team. Like them, they might have had a um half decent uh DB out there, or maybe the uh maybe the Broncos too with uh uh, Champ Bailey and uh, Lynch. Lynch wasn't, but, that, Lynch wasn't that good. But, I, I, mean, I don't think. And again, that's only two guys, you, right? So. You you could go with Von Miller, uh, Keith Talib, and I. The only other guy I can think of is Chris Harris on that defense, the no fly zone. But I don't think Chris Harris had the same pedigree as. Um, a key to leave, but yeah, there's a handful of them out there. But like, there's said, not. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely few and far between. It's not like yeah. the fucking NBA, right? <laughs> Every team has a big three now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it it's interesting, and uh, like I said, like the Seahawks, they won a Super Bowl with that, and the Ravens won a Super Bowl. So hopefully, the Rams could do that. I think another point. <laughs> <laughs> So the other big trade was the Pittsburgh Steelers. They traded away Melvin Ingram to the KC Chiefs for just a six-round pick. It wasn't that spectacular, but he is a guy that's pretty good up there in age. Uh, He wasn't playing in Pittsburgh. He only had one sack and 10 tackles, and the Chiefs have been garbage with getting sacks. They only got 11 and eight games here. I don't know what they got today. Uh, Chris Jones, who is a fairly good defensive tackle, is playing more on the edge, and he – only has three sacks so far. And Frank Clark, we talked about him a lot this offseason with him gun charges and that. Like he has, he's missed a bunch of games and only has one sack. And yeah, the Chiefs have really been pretty bad as of late. So they need that pass rusher. Yeah, they've been shit all around offensively and defensively. Yeah. Did they beat uh, Green Bay today? Looks like yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Without Aaron Rodgers, which we'll get in soon, but they, they I only saw them have 13 points. So <laughs> 13, yeah, 13, seven. And I just saw, I'm watching the pregame for uh, the shitty game that's going on tonight. And uh, I mean, the best game. Hey, of the hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it said, uh, it said that Rodgers could be facing suspension um, for falsifying. Well, which we're going to get into, but yeah. I just just because we were talking about that, so the uh, the Green Bay Packers could be in for some more losses if uh, if Jordan Love has got to keep playing, especially because Casey's defense is horror awful, and they barely scored seven points in the last in the fourth quarter. They had no points before that, so that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> Obviously, they need Aaron Rodgers, and that's why they may have. We'll get into it. We'll get into his his the issue with Aaron Rodgers, but hey, hey Ron, let's go. Uh, so Deshaun Jackson, like I said, was probably going to be cut. 
he ended up being cut. They couldn't find a trading partner. And no one really wanted him after on waivers, so he cleared waivers. And at the same time, the Rams were putting their rookie second-round pick, Tutu Atwood, on the injury reserve with a surgery for his shoulder. So this only leaves them with their top three superstar wideouts, and then they got a seventh rounder that's he's like he's a seventh rounder. He's, you don't expect much out of this guy as their fourth wide receiver. So I also heard that Deshaun Jackson was willing to stay after he made a big fuss about time playing because this was before the game on Sunday. And now he, <laughs> after the game and Tutu got hurt, he's like, oh, I'll play for you guys still, like, whatever. And now he's going to – I think he's going to be playing with Las Vegas, but we'll see if we can get another wide receiver. There is one that is coming on the market to – or rumor to. The NFL and the NFLPA – have approved a restructure contract with Odell Beckham Jr. that will allow the star wide receiver to go on waivers Monday and can be claimed by 4 p.m. Eastern the next day. Should actually have done some editing on uh, this year. I don't, I don't, I would not say that he's a star wide receiver anymore. <laughs> I I'm serious, man. He's been shit ever since he went to, uh, to Cleveland. Garbage. Ever, I mean, the first couple of years, you figure, okay, he's going to be garbage because Cleveland's garbage, but the rest of the team, did way better and he's still shit. So <laughs> I mean, I would, like I he didn't play today up. and look what happened. Right. Right. Yosh. Yeah. He didn't play today and they, they won. They don't need him. <laughs> they're better without him. He's a they, cancer. He's the cancer of the room. I don't think anybody's really going to pick him up. I here's the thing. I guarantee. Well, I, I hope the Rams oh, pick somebody him up. Will pick him up. <laughs> you would want, that's my hope. You would take him. Yeah. Jesse. Oh my For god! Sure. Why would you want that cancer in that room of your fucking? Because we club? had a cancer in Deshaun Jackson, and he didn't want to play ball with us. So we just got rid of him. Rams move all the players, no the problem. That, that wants the ball, and he's not going to get it because you got too many other receivers. Like, you I mean this guy's just no? I don't want him. But the other receivers aren't bitches in in LA. They just they take the ball when they get the ball. That's it. Like I they, mean, if they you're don't open, cry about if it, you're right? open, you're open. But I mean, they, like. Whatever. Cooper Cup and, and uh, Bobby fucking Woods there, like they, they Bobby just trees. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Bobby <laughs> trees. My bad. <laughs> they just they when that ball comes to them, they take it, but they don't cry about not getting a the ball. They don't, you know. That's so. I mean, they, there's there's room for them, I guess, in LA. But will will the Rams put up with his potential bullshit? bullshit yeah, right? no. Well, Fuck that's that. the thing is they'll they'll bring him in. And they'll tell him it's we, not me. So, and if if he gets any sniff of that, then he's just gonna get cut, kind of thing like that. Like these guys are not afraid to have dead money, move off people, no problem, and they're willing to take risks. They took on Marcus Peters, they took on Akib Talib. Like they, they'll take on guys that have these issues as long as you're talented and you're part of the team. And like the only thing is, I think Marcus Peters had a bit of attitude when we traded him. Uh, in the end. When and then we got Ramsey, in which I kind of wish we had both Ramsey and and Marcus Peters at the same time. But obviously, I don't think we could have gotten done it financially, kept it under the cap. But that's the only issue. Like these guys don't put up with stuff. Like they deal with the cancerous guys as long as you're ta- talented, they'll they'll deal with you. But as soon as you start making a big fuss about nonsense, which Odell might do that, then you're gone. We only need a few games out of them, right? 
Do you and, is there any ahead. other team other than than the Rams that you would think could potentially pick him up? Like I'm immediately I would think Raiders, the Raiders but yep, that's, we'll, that's we'll first get thing into that in my a head. little bit too. That's first well, I, th- I thought I think th- the rumors were Deshaun Jackson was going to the Raiders. Okay. But, well, either way, there's an opening in yeah, Vegas for, for sure. For wideout, <laughs> yeah, right? Right. And so, even though they lost today, they they they're still in the running for the a playoff spot. So yeah, it could be the Raiders. I would I would say uh, Patriots. Really? Yeah. I don't think Bill will deal with all his shit, but he did. He, he had AB there, but then AB was being all weird, and there was all these issues with the sexual harassment there, and he just didn't want to answer that stuff. So, and look, Randy Moss went there when everyone thought he was done after the Raiders, and he fucking had the best wide receiver, one of the best yeah. wide receiver seasons ever. So, yeah. could the Bucks pick him up? No, no, no chance. They've already got too many wide outs, man. Yeah, but it's the same co- concept with with the Rams, right? Like they got they got more. The Bucks have more wide receivers, like as depth as well, because they still got that Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson person, and then they got the big three up top. But the Rams have the big three, but they got no real fourth guy. So that's where I think Odell will be there. And the only reason I want Odell was his dad had uh, shared a video via social media showing all the times that Odell was open and Baker couldn't get him the ball or he didn't see him. So, and that's, a, that's another thing too, is Baker's a big personality too. And you can almost call him a cancer as well. Cause he makes a big fuss. Like he wanted to, he said it was up to him if he was going to play that Thursday night when what was the quarterback case Keenum played and he, they ended up winning and everything like that. And then the coach was like, no, you're not playing. Like, He's a big personality. Odell's a big personality. It's tough to have, especially with your quarterback and a wide receiver, having two big personalities. And I, I don't get why Baker couldn't hit him. Like, he did get separation. I understand, Yosh, what you're saying is he never put up the numbers in Cleveland. And he was hurt a lot, too. Mm-hmm. He was hurt a lot. Yeah, that's part of it, for sure. But, yeah, he. I still think he has the ability. He's still under 30 years old, so – I'm hoping he can rekindle something. And I'm sorry, guys. Do you blame Pops for putting these videos or whatever out there in regards to, like, you know, the possible Beckham out? I mean, like, no. No? I, I, I'd put some blame to my old man just sitting there putting up videos in regards to seeing how wide open I am. Come on. Well, these, there's always conversations like that internally from family members and stuff like that. And, the, and look at what's uh, the difference if it was his father or if it was you that put the fucking video up, you know, you're an Odell fan. And you're like, look at all these times that he missed him. You know, what's the difference? It's and that's the thing. Like, well, I don't is, think Odell would do that, but I mean, for your pops to sit there and go out there and throw those videos. You don't think there. Odell would do that. Oh, I don't put it past Odell to do that. Yeah. 100% <laughs> do you think he do, do, do you guys think that Odell said, Hey pops, you know, put these videos up there. Or, I mean, like, I don't think that he was happy with the quarterback in regards to why these videos were put in. Um, just very strange for dad to start doing something like that. All right. You have to take that with a grain of salt too. Like fucking Patrick Mahomes missed Kelsey like four times today wide open and you don't, you know, there's no issues. Like it just, he didn't see him. Like it is what it is. Right. Like the game's obviously fast. when things right. And obviously as it, you know, compounds issues compound, it's going to get worse and worse, but I don't know. I just think it's, they just couldn't, 
they couldn't come together. And like you said, Jess, they they both were too stubborn to drop, you know, their, uh, their ego and then their egos clashed and, you know, one little thing goes wrong and maybe Baker was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not throwing you the ball. Yeah. You know, oh, maybe that happened yeah. a couple times and then he's like, all right, I better get the ball a little bit, Yeah, you know, but. Well, the thing too is the, like, obviously they won today, but, and they won a lot when Odell was hurt with his, yeah, I think he had tore his ACL. They, you could also look like, yeah, they did well, but they more or less like stopped forcing him the ball, but he also cleared out a lot of coverage too for the rest of the receivers because he's always double teamed. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not always, but he was, he, he was often, he, you had to look for him on the field yeah, if you're sure. a defense. Yep. Anyways, let's move on. So like we were saying, Aaron Rodgers, he had contacted COVID-19 and was unable to play today. You got the bed. Because we just, he, uh, he had the Rona. And uh, the reason why he was not allowed to play was because he was considered unvaccinated. Now, back in August, in an interview, or I guess at a press conference, he was asked if he was vaccinated, and he said he was immunized, and he put the quotations up in the air is when he said it. So we all miss that. No, no one seemed to do a good follow-up question on that. And he had a whole lot of blabber on about that, about like, he's going to leave it up to everyone's decision. And there's, it's a very toxic field to talk about it within the locker room. And he, he didn't care either way if you're vaccinated or not. This was back in August in the preseason. So what ended up being was when he said he was immunized, he had uh, was determined to have a homeopathic treatment done to boost his antibody in his level. I, I don't know what the treatment was, if it was a shot of something or not, nothing like that. He later went on to the Pat McAfee's podcast or show and said he got quite a, uh, right wing and <laughs> i thought at least he, he called that he was part he was the the uh, in the crosshairs of the woke mob and all this <laughs> other stuff <laughs> like they're what nailing a, him what in the goof. cancel culture <laughs> casket too and but he's done this to himself like oh yeah don't tell people that you're immunized or you're vaccinated when you're not and all you got to do is say because like, I've heard that he was allergic to is allergic to the, the one of the main ingredients in some of these vaccines. Like, just yeah, say you're Pfizer allergic and Mark, to it. Yeah. yeah, all you gotta do is say, "Oh, I can't take it because I'm allergic to it." Whether it's true or not, that we won't fucking know any different, right? So, what? Like, just you know, you know why he did that? So he didn't have to wear a fucking mask. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> he, he he has research on that that he thinks that mask wearing doesn't help, but he did his own research. <laughs> The he didn't want to have any follow up questions. I think that because if he said he was allergic to it, they're like, "Oh, which one are you allergic to? Like, what's what are you allergic to?" and everything like that. But like you said, he doesn't really have to answer that. Oh, no, just say no comment. Like, fuck, that's my business. It's, <laughs> it's personal yours. health business, right? <laughs> like, whether like I said, well, he could be lying, and we don't, we would never know because you're not going to be able to look into his medical history and his medical records. So, nor is any journalist. Like, I mean, unless you can randomly find the information somewhere, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I don't think they're allowed to give that out if you're no, allergic to no. something. That's a safety concern. Uh, so the vaccine shots that he says that he was allergic to was Pfizer and Moderna. And at the time, Johnson & Johnson was doing the, the blood clot issues 
So he did. He was. He said he was. Didn't want to risk that. And I believe some of the blame has to fall on the Green Bay Packers because he was doing many media conferences afterwards unmasked as if you were unvaccinated, you'd be doing Zoom calls with the press at that point. And he was not. He was up there unmasked doing his thing. So he he is a bit of a goof right now and what's happening. He's hurting his team and Packers are <laughs> right. Well, for sure. And yeah. now he's he's going back. Like this is this is the exact same thing that we saw uh, last year when or this off season when he didn't want to play for the Packers either before. So maybe they said, "Oh, you don't have to get vaccinated," or we won't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. maybe. No, that's all hearsay. I'm just, <laughs> oh, then- but still, I, I don't want to implicate anything like that. But but you have to think. Like, do you think he went maskless through? The because in the uh, in the the practice facilities and stuff, right? You could that could be it that he was walking around there without being in a mask. He was in the rooms with coaches and other players, and he could have been he could have contracted the virus that way and spread it more that way, right? Because there's different protocols for people that are unvaccinated they have to do a lot of stuff through zoom or they got to be like six feet away from everyone and mass like there's there's a lot of issues here and this is really ridiculous if the packers allowed it but as we saw today jordan love was no good against the kc defense so they had a couple nice throws but a couple is not enough not enough it was but it was against kc's defense yeah still not enough well, that's for sure. He did not. This is, it's just kind of crazy here. Cause so what, what if he didn't get COVID? What if Rogers didn't get COVID? He would still be rolling around with his, his quote unquote immunized uh, self and wouldn't be wearing his mask and whatnot. And like, I personally think he, he, I think he got it at, at the uh, Halloween party he went to because he, he was dressed oh, up yeah. as John Wick. Yeah, man. And did he you, actually looked pretty good. He, as did. he, looked, yeah, he looked pretty he good. He looked really good. But <laughs> I'm, I bet you that's where it happened. Yep, uh, because it was just shortly thereafter that that uh, you know he ended up testing positive and whatnot. But that doesn't really make a difference. It's just think about if he didn't get COVID and or or what didn't get sick at least, um, where where this could be. Like we could be another three, four, five weeks down the road, and then maybe this happens. You know, it's just it's crazy that the implications here. And like I mentioned a little earlier, I had saw it. Uh, little ticker come up on the, on the TV there. And it said that he could be facing suspension uh, because of falsification, falsification. Of For sure. Lying. I, I, I think you should. I mean, honestly, that, I think you should. Huge. That'll be a huge knock to the, to the Packers. If, if they suspend him two, three games or even one game, like that's pretty much at this point, the way that they played today, it's another loss. So that's great for bears fans and Vikings fans. And well, <laughs> Detroit fans are fucked. Hey, I'm happy with it too. They're not in the running for the first overall seed. Right. And uh, today the Chiefs, like like I said, they're playing bad, but they're above 500 now. And they're always going to be dangerous. But you don't think Aaron Rodgers couldn't have scored 13 points? He scored right, 20, right. 24 points without three of his top or his top three wideouts yeah, last yeah, week, sure. right? So and like two weeks before that, he scored seven in like 30 seconds. So I'm pretty sure he could put, put up fucking 13 points. Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, this, this is a, this is 
a big loss for the Packers and who knows it might affect them next year. Cause like COVID could be a thing next year. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I know no one is, everyone is sick of this. I'm sick of it, but it, it could still be an issue next year. And if he, he's still not vaccinated, he still might be playing for the Packers because the Packers are, are looking over everything. It looks like they, they don't, they're willing to give this guy whatever he wants. I mean, I think no matter what happens, if he decides, if, you know, continues on whatever, no matter where he plays next year, he's going to have, unless he provides proof that he has been vaccinated, they're going to treat him as unvaccinated from now on. Yep. He's going to have to wear his mask everywhere. Yep. He's going to have to get tested all the fucking time, yep. uh, you know, maybe more so than the, than the vaccinated players, I'm assuming. Um, so he's kind of shot himself in the foot here. And yeah, not but what only I'm, him as team too. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, is he shooting himself in the foot here that because NFL protocols, if you're non-vaccinated, which he's going to be considered that entirely for the, for, until he gets vaccinated, but it's a 10, 10 days that he cannot be, he is unable to take a test. He has to take that uh, quarantine time. Right. Yep. So it's uh that's a game that could be two games. If it's like a if it's a Saturday or a Thursday night game kind of thing like that, but it's still it it could affect him being traded because I know that the Broncos are looking at him next year. They're one of the teams that want him. Wow. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, let's get into our uh, locks of the week here. Peter, yeah. took the cards over the 49ers. I was pretty excited once I saw Kyler Murray and Nuke were not in. I was not. <laughs> I made this pick on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) But it seems that uh, they were, you know what was funny? I think it ended up, it was like a six-point switch on the spread for when this game uh, started at the beginning of the week when you made that pick and then afterwards. (laughs) So uh, San Fran was was favored to win this by, I think, three, three points, three and a half points. And they ended up dominating them 31 to 17. Yeah. And Colt McCoy uh, replacing Kyle Murray did pretty good. I saw a game, 200, or 22 completions for 26 attempts, almost 100, 250 yards, a TD, and 23 rushing yards. But the superstar of the game was James Conner. 173 yards from scrimmage and three total touchdowns, two rushing, one receiving. This is a solid game by James Conner. He has been dominating this year he's all he's been doing is eating touchdowns up like he he might have more than henry now i think he does yeah yeah uh i took the charges of the eagles came down to a last second field goal who won won that game 20 chargers yeah but who won that game though was it the quarterback was it the quarterback or was it the the chargers was it the kicker who won the fucking game Yes, the no, kicker the quarterback. won the quarterback. No, quarterback, quarterback gets the W, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but Herbert had 356 yards, three TDs total, two passing, one rushing. He won that game. The kicker missed an extra point. The next uh, time they scored, they went for two points, got the two points because they didn't want to trust the kicker. Yeah, fucking and, then, ball, and then they had him kick an itty-bitty kick to, to win the game. He did his job. He, won he the did game. not win the game. He won. He the did game. his job. 
Kev, Kevin, get over this. The <laughs> kicker can lose the game. They cannot win the game. <laughs> Carry on. Kevin took his Raiders. Yeah. And they lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Raiders edged them out, or the Giants edged them out 23 to 16. Fuck them, Giants. Car, <laughs> Car who was 30 or uh, 46, 296 yards. Drove Las Vegas to the Giants 13 in the final minutes. On a second and 10, he was strip sacked by Quincy Roach, and Leonard Williams recovered the loose ball to ice the game. So he lost his, his uh, lock. Another guy that lost his lock got absolutely dominated there. The Bengals, after losing to the Jets, they decided to lose to the Browns. Odellis. Yeah, Josh, maybe don't take them anymore. <laughs> Yeah, Yosh. <laughs> I mean, they won the first time I picked them, but <laughs> yeah, I I thought for sure they would uh, they were gonna have a good game against the Browns, but the Brownies played well in all facets and uh, just they destroyed Odell. them. <laughs> yeah, Odell, yeah, yeah, 41-16. Baker threw two touchdowns, so he looked pretty good in this. And Nick Chubb also just did his thing with one hundred thirty-seven yards and two TDs. Although it looked pretty good for Burrow because he was driving at the beginning and then he threw a red zone INT that went back for a pick six. Mm-hmm. I was pretty pissed off at that because the ball was going to Jamar Chase. <laughs> He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I, I definitely I, I, yelling at the TV today. <laughs> I was losing my shit. <laughs> I had a pretty big bet on too. It was, it was a thousand, it ended up being a thousand dollars winnings, but it was a lot of dumb shit that I took. But I missed out because Baker didn't throw an INT and Jamar Chase didn't get a fucking touchdown. And he dropped a touchdown too today. He dropped a couple passes today. Well, he dropped a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was gonna I was thinking about taking the Giants too. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't think the Giants will fucking beat the Raiders. And then there was I even thought about taking Boston. Was he even gonna take New England? Because I'm like, ah, and sure enough, they fucking won. I'm like, for fuck's sake, stupid fucking tigers. I asked too many, uh, you know, employees at work that I that I would trust in regards to this NFL, and they said, "Yeah, man, Raiders over Giants, easy." Like, All right, Raiders, mother bitch. I'll never ask them again anymore. I mean, I'm just gonna stick to myself from now on out. I mean, I had a bet on that game too, but it it wasn't who won that; it was uh, the over on the touchdowns. So if if uh, the Raiders got a touchdown there, I would have been at 46 and I need, it was the over was 46.5. And that usually would have sent it to overtime. So I would have gotten my fucking my over at that point. Yep. As long as they didn't tie, that would have been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, for the season, Peter is now at, I guess he's at six and three. Yeah. Whoops. I'm at, oh, man. what are you doing, man? Seven and two. Kev's at four and five below 500 again. And Yosh is at five and four. And we'll be heading into our MVP right soon. This week's MVP is Buster Posey. So he recently retired, 
and he retires as a three-time World Series champion, a seven-time All-Star, an NL MVP, an NL Rookie of the Year, a Gold Glover, a four-time Silver Slugger, two-times NL Comeback Player of the Year, his all-time stat rankings among catchers, a 302 average is good for sixth, 372 on base percentage, good for ninth. 460 slugging, good for 13th. 129 OPS plus, good for third. And 44.9 wins above replacement, good for fourth all time. Pretty good. Amazing. Pretty damn good. First ballot Hall of Famer. For sure. Supposedly caught 1,093 games in his career and only allowed 27 pass balls over those nearly 1,100 games. That's wow. Impressive. That's crazy. That's awesome. It's, it's wild that by only allowing 27 pass balls, and he only won one gold glove. Like, you'd think that he would, would have won more based on only allowing those 27 pass balls. But evidently, there was another NL catcher that was better than him, and defensively, at least in uh, – most of the most of uh, his career over both his career, so maybe Yachty must have been Yachty. Yeah, but he wouldn't do that year in year out. You could you could also think too he might. Un- I don't know what his uh, stealing percentage is either, because I I think goes into your gold glove. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, whatever, yeah. but still, I think the stealing percentage would have to be applied here if he's only had twenty seven pass balls in his whole right. career. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it'll be a you know he's he's been a great player since uh, since he came into the league and get stronger and stronger. And I thought he would have actually played for another year or two, but he's been hurt a lot lately, though. Yeah, I just figured with how well the Giants did this year, he would be itching to uh, to to stay on that team and to to try again next year. You know, obviously they still gonna you know you got to fight for the Dodgers or with the Dodgers for the first uh, and the Padres, right. So yeah, but the body probably said no. Yeah. Well, good for him though to to hang him up and to have all these uh great stats. And I, I look well, I think we all said it. There's no question about it, he'll be a first first ballot hall of famer. Yeah, for sure. So to Buster Posey after retiring after a fantastic career. Cheers. 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 Why don't we dribble on into the NBA? Oh, let's do that. Let's do that. So I'm going to start out with everybody's favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to little bitch in just a minute here, Kev. <laughs> so Mr. Triple Double, also known as Russell Westbrook, puts up the first quadruple double since David Robinson did it in 1994. Ooh. So he had 18 points, 12 assists, 12 boards, and 10 steals. And he becomes, he's only the fifth player to get a quadruple double in NBA history. That's pretty good. That's really good. It's pretty good. I mean, it makes sense that, he, that Westbrook gets this, being that he's Mr. Triple Double. But what night did he do this? Uh, Monday. Oh, okay. He lost me some money this week because I bet it on him to do better than one of the guys at OKC. I can't remember his name, but. I think they had they were given like a plus like 12 fantasy points and Russ couldn't catch up to him. 
Has there ever been a, a quint double, a cinco double? That I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Because what's the what would be the next blocks? Blocks, yeah. Which is pretty rare to even get to double digit blocks, I would think. I, I think earlier in the year we talked about uh, someone doing it in the WNBA or or maybe high school or fucking something. I think you're I think you're right. But never in the NBA, I guess. That would be cool. It's just tough to even block people. Everyone's so skilled to begin with and fucking tall. And nobody wants to get blocked. It just, it just <laughs> feels bad. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about another old man in L.A., Mr. Carmelo Anthony. He is tied for the most three-pointers made in Laker history through six games with 19. That was obviously earlier in the week. They've played a few more games since, so it's a lot of a lot of three pointers through through six games. It doesn't seem like it's that many through six games, but for it to be a Lakers record or it's to impressive. tie the record is pretty impressive. Yeah, and and I mean he was he's been on fire right off the hop. He was on fire, so he's uh, you know, and a lot of people think that these older guys are are done for. You know, I don't think we had too many uh, high hopes for for these Laker retirees because they're so <laughs> fucking old, but. They're playing all right as a whole. They're not uh, as shitty as we thought they were going to be for after the preseason. But uh, Yo, Yosh, how many how many times did this guy shoot beyond the arc though for those nineteen? No, I mean like, like it, was he was he close to the line? Or was he beyond the line? I mean like how far away from the line was he? He was beyond the, the but line. How far for away sure. was he shooting beyond the line? Is what I'm getting at because it's. A, I'm still saying you got to bring that fucking line out. That's all. I'm just whatever. Because I'm sure he was not uh, not stepping or close to the line every single fucking 19 shots that he did got of these. So maybe, maybe, right? Maybe not. But I'll, I'm going to get into your three point line in just a few minutes here, Kev. So just hold your fucking My bad. horses. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> old man Carmelo. Played with Kenyon Martin on both the Nuggets and the Knicks. I'm not sure if you guys remember Kenyon Martin at all. Nope. But now Mello is playing against Kenyon Martin Jr., who's obviously Kenyon, Kenyon Martin's kid. And we had mentioned this last week where LeBron has uh, shared the court with his son's former teammate. And now Mello's playing with a former teammate's son. Or not playing with, but playing against. You're talking so, about Zion, right? No. Zion? No, I'm not talking. No, when you were in, you said he played. LeBron played against, you know, one of his kids' high school, wasn't it Zion? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Zaire. Zaire. <laughs> yeah. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking of Zion Williamson, and that has nothing to do with LeBron. The bitch. Okay. Sorry. The bitch. Yeah. So yeah, just a. Uh, Another point to make that uh, that these Lakers are old as fuck and they're playing with former teammates' kids, <laughs> which uh, is pretty wild, really. They're, you know, how many? How many? I mean, I guess baseball, but where guys play into their forties, and I guess Tom—that's about it in football. The odd, the odd other guy plays into his forties. Hey, but, Joe Thornton says, "What's up?" Yeah, Joe Thornton too, and he's on an undefeated team right now, isn't he? He might be. Yeah, pretty sure he is, unless they lost tonight. And then, as Kev, you alluded to, LaBitch James, he moves up to 12th on the all-time steals list. He now has 2,077 steals. He's got a long way to go to reach number one, which is John Stockton. 
who had 3,265. Zero, zero chance. Zero, no chance yeah. he makes that. Can you imagine if John Stockton's shorts came back in the NBA? Wouldn't that be a fucking thing? There are a couple guys that wear short shorts. Come on. Currently. Come yeah. On. yeah. There is. Wow. Gotta show off those thighs, bud. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Look at these quads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chris Paul, who we've talked about quite a bit over the past year, he passed Steve Nash for third all-time in assists with 10,336. Uh, when Steve Nash was uh, was told that Chris Paul had passed him, obviously he knew he was going to at some point. But uh, Steve Nash's response was, damn it! <laughs> at least that's honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a little upset that uh, but now, now Nash sits fourth, so... I like that. That's better than the usual. Uh, he's a great player, and it's a great honor to see him pass me, and blah, blah. I was rooting for yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks that the, because he's Canadian, that he's in fourth yeah. now, but yeah, I felt the same way he did. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I mean, we knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time. So, And then last, uh, last one where guys are moving up and down lists. We got uh, James Harden. He moves up to seventh on the all-time triple-double list with his 60th, which is still, you know, he needs to double that plus some to catch Mr. Triple-double. But it's crazy the the difference here. You know, seventh place is 60 triple-doubles, and number one is like 138, I think it is, or something to that effect. Like, it's well above, you know, the number seven guy. It's just pretty crazy how Westbrook can have that many compared to the next hand, obviously, number two guy was, is up there, but the next bunch is l- much lower. And Kev, I threw this one in there just for you. Awesome. All right. The three-point line percentage shooting. So entering the slate of games for November 2nd, so it was about five days ago, the NBA's three-point percentage sat at 34.2% this season. It's on pace to be the lowest since 1998-99. So, Kev. You keep telling us that the, that the three-point line needs to be moved back. If guys aren't making the shots and it's their lowest since 99, why do we need to move it back? How many people do you see to step over half court, chuck it up? I mean, I wouldn't say chuck it up, but I mean, put it up purposely to make the hoop. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a good number can do it. There's, 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 a, there's a hell of a lot, of a lot of fucking people can do it. I want to see you do it and, and <laughs> see how long it takes you to get one. I'm not doing this every day, though, bud. I mean, I'd... I don't know if you'd make it before the end of your life, tell you the truth. <laughs> That's not that long anyway. I would say I'd probably hit, you know, one out of 100. I doubt that. A challenge. So let's chalk it up. Toss let's up to 100 up shots. Let's chalk it up one day. I got a basketball. Yoshi, you got a hoops by your place. Let's just chalk yep. it up once. I mean, oh, I will well, have to measure it out. Yeah. But yeah, you'd yeah. probably be. <laughs> yeah. And then that's out. You know what would be funny is how many, how little you would be hitting the rim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be at least 15 air balls to start. <laughs> but I mean, you got to find that distance. You, know? you got to find that distance. That's right. You get, once you get there, you gotta, then, yeah. You got to check the wind. I, I believe in you, Kev. I think you could make it happen one out of 100. I, exactly. Thanks. Thanks, Pedro. I, I think I could. As long as, I as just, long as you can muscle it far enough to get it there. If they're all short yeah. and you just can't get there, then. Hey, man, if I got to throw it like a fucking baseball, I'll throw it like a baseball. If I got to do a granny shot. You'd probably throw it your shoulder if you do that. <laughs> Knowing my luck, I probably would. You're right. 
I probably would. His knee would like he goes to step into it and it fucking just buckles. Or... Buckles, yeah. So Kev, would you rather see yes. a four point one? That's like no. If you're no. further away, no, what I, what I would rather see is that three point line to be the two points and the two points to a one point. I mean, like the game's so fucking like high. Wow. Too high that... to begin with. Like, like I'm done. Like I'm watching a hundred. 25 points i'm like why but that just this makes three points stupid. even more value yeah so you put a two-point line where the three-point line is then, or, then or no one's one gonna one. shoot any one-pointers and then you back it up and then that takes the three-point line so where where the college would be shooting for three points that would be a two-point line for you know regular regular baskets and then your regular layups in inside that zone should be one point Crazy. <laughs> I am. I am cray cray. Like the league is the league is hitting just over one for every three uh, three point attempts, and you still think it should be moved back? Do you think that's because of that new rule? No, it has nothing to do with the new rule. The new rule is about fouls, not about three point shots. No, it's ca- it's about causing a foul. It's about pump right. faking and then jumping into that person. It does. It doesn't affect the three point. Sure, it does. You can't tell me that Harden has not sit there try to pump fake and then jump into that person that's coming into a fucking like block and then take a yeah, shot. But, but then he would get three free throws. That's right. Not, that's exactly. That's right. not. That's not a three point shot. It is still a three point shot because he's standing to the line no, taking three no, fucking not. shots. It's a three point play, but it's not a three point shot. What's easier, taking a foul shot or a three point shot? Foul shot. Exactly. Foul. So why that's would you sit much. there and draw into someone and taking a three point shot? Now taking three at the foul line. Well, they do, and uh, that's what the rule is all about. That's why they changed the rule, right? Right. But that still doesn't mean you should move the fucking line forward or back or change. Nor does it affect the three point fucking shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying, Kevin. About it, you know, it seems like every guy can hit those those three balls from the logo, but they can't. Not every guy can do it. You got maybe maybe a guy on each team, maybe. You know, you're going to get a LeBron that can do it. You know, you can, Curry's going to be able to do it. Damian Lillard's going to be able to Harden. do it. Yeah, maybe Harden. But I mean, there's going to be a bunch of teams. Like, do you think anybody consistently can hit a three ball from the logo on the Raptors? No, oh, not the Raptors, but I mean, Curry from the Nuggets. Oh, no, Nuggets. Well, he's the one that made everyone's, he changed the game so that everyone yeah. started shooting that. That's just talent, man. Like, if you can shoot beyond that, you're pretty much telling them, like, you have to guard me face to face. Yeah, and I can. I, and Curry's a quick guy, like he's getting up there in age, but he can still run around them and stuff like that. But yeah, that's the whole point to it. He's like, if you play off of me, I'm gonna shoot this over your head. If not, I'm gonna run around you. Like they, it makes the, it so that, like obviously you still need to be like six feet in the NBA, but it helps those lo- uh, smaller guys if they got a shot that they can still compete in the NBA. I think three point line is just fine. Me too. For sure. <laughs> Especially when they're only hitting one out of every three. <laughs> so at this point, anyway. Well, I, what I've noticed too is they, I watched a few games and they're calling. I like how they're calling the games now. Except I didn't like the call on Friday night against the Cavaliers at the end. But most, most of the, the refs have done a pretty good job, I thought, in the NBA. And I like how they're letting defenses play a little bit more aggressive. I think they haven't quite found the right tuning of it yet, though. So I was watching, I was watching the Raps game a bit today, and it, like Gary Trent Jr. intentionally fouled Harden, but it didn't get called. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he like grabbed onto him and nothing was called. Yeah. <laughs> that was clean. Well, that's just against the Raptors. That's that, that's how it is. <laughs> they got the benefit of it, but still. So next up on the basketball slate, in a chirp Boston a little bit because we like to chirp Boston of uh, any any league or just the city in general. Not that there's really anything wrong with the city other than their sports fans. Tell me, but anyway, you fucking tell me, <laughs> yeah, I don't like Boston. Fuck you, Boston. Sorry, I don't like Boston. Boston. <laughs> All right, so the Celtics led the Bulls 103-89 entering into the fourth quarter on Monday evening's game, and they ended up losing 128-114. to This is the first time in the shot clock era, which is 1954-1955, that a team lost by 14-plus points after leading by 14-plus points entering the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. How the fuck do you drop this game by that, that badly? That's a huge swing. I just don't get it. I don't understand how that can happen in a professional yeah, league. That's brutal. So, Maybe just that they already funny. had the win, and they're like going, all right, boys, we got this. Oh, but at Maybe. some point, you're losing all of a sudden, and you think you'd fucking wake up a little. Mm-hmm. But no. Well, there was a game I was watching earlier this week, uh, Miami versus – I think it was against Boston. Are you talking about this game? Anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> – This is bulls. <laughs> uh, no, Miami, you goof. Miami Heat <laughs> was playing against Boston, and then Miami only scored nine points in the second quarter. So this is just as bad as that. Now, they weren't – well, maybe not as bad because they weren't leading by 14, but it's just wild seeing these discrepancies. Like, I can't believe they didn't get over to double-digit points. Yep. This is the worst. Yep, Boston sucks. All right, so since you guys are talking about Miami, let's talk about them a little bit. Kev, you might have known what you're talking about when you made this pick for them to uh, to win the championship. They have been really good. They are currently 7-2, and two, which is, puts them up uh, second in the East. Now, that's before Sunday's games, uh, so they could, I'm not sure if they're playing today or not, but just in case Jesse decides to fucking challenge me on the standings. <laughs> <laughs> So Tyler Harrell, as of Thursday, had 157 points off the bench this season, and that's the most points off the bench by any player since the 1989-90 season throughout the first seven games. And he had said that, you know, when you talk about Zion, you talk about Jaw, and you talk about Luca, he want and Trey, he wants his name to be in that that conversation as well. And this year, 157 points and throughout seven games off the bench is definitely helping. Uh, him achieve that to be in that same group of players. And I think he's a really good player. You know, maybe he's not quite there with Trey Young yet, but, you know, and those guys, but those guys are all starters where Harrow's not, not quite yet, you know. And so the Heat have been great basically all all season so far with Saturday night versus the Jazz, which you would think would be a really good game, both uh, two two higher-end teams. The Heat offense was on fire. Makes sense. Heat, fire. I see what you did there. It's uh, pretty, pretty good, Yosh. Yeah. So Harrell had 29 points. Uh, he was six for eight beyond the arc. Jimmy Butler, 27 points, 11 for 15. And our boy Kyle Lowry had a triple double, 20 points, 12 boards, and 10 assists. With a taped and, up ankle. Well, there you go. Not a quad double, though. 
No. <laughs> but he was what? doing that on a twisted ankle. Uh, still not a quad double. Not all that impressive. The thing here is that, I mean, you also have Bam Adebayo as well, who is a pretty solid player. So between you got your, your top three guys with Butler, Lowry, and Adebayo, and then you, you bring in who, a guy that's, you know, if he plays off the bench all year, he's going to be a lock, in my opinion, for at, at least at this point, for sixth man of the year. Yeah. Because how do you score that many points off the bench consistently and not be the sixth man of the year? So, so Kev, I, you know, we, we were laughing at you. We were like, no, you're fucked. There's no way that they're going to win the championship. And I know we're real early. It's still early. But, but they're looking good. They are looking really good. And I'm pretty sure I said it before. If Miami ends up winning, I won't be upset because Kyle will, will get another ring. And that's, I mean, I won't like that the rest of them get a ring, but Kyle deserves every chance at a championship he can get. So. For sure. So who knows? Maybe, maybe Kev really does know what he's talking about. He picked the Braves, fucking taking the heat here. Maybe I should, maybe I should put a dollar down on this one, right? Fuck, I can make, should. make some good coin. I mean, he also picked Toronto too. And I mean, yeah, they didn't fair. even make if the playoffs. they made the playoffs. I mean, a team with 88 wins one. They had 91. <laughs> they know. never know. That's, a, that's how frustrating that is in baseball. Oh. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? The guy that wins the World Series is fucking <laughs> made a better record against them. Need more teams in the playoffs. I liked it the, the COVID year. I guess this was a COVID year too, but I like the expanded playoffs. Yeah, baseball should expand the playoffs. I a little bit, yeah. So after we all made our initial NBA picks, I decided that I was going to uh, make a bet on all of our picks. I saw that. So I'm just trying to pull it up here, but uh, for some reason it's not uh, letting me bring it up. But I think, Kev, I think your pick of the Heat was the biggest odds. So if they do win, then yeah. your bet or my bet for your team will be will be the uh, will be the, a good one. Yep. Yeah. I think I bet on the Raptors too, just because. Just because. No, I I saw that. I, I do recall seeing it. I don't remember what the actual payouts were, but I mean, good that you've done that though, buddy. Because I, I'll be happy to win you some good coin if the fucking Heat do it. So that's uh, that's it for the Miami Heat. I'm done talking about them because well, we don't care that much about them, right? Come on, I do. <laughs> All right, you do. You do. All right, we're gonna time to get into our Raptor report. They played four games, two away, two at home. First two are away against the Knicks and against uh, the Washington Wizards. And they won both of those games. And then they came home against Cleveland and Brooklyn, and they decided to lose. So they are now six and five, and they are currently eighth in the East. At least it's a playoff spot. <laughs> I don't think we were all, any of us were are really expecting too much out of these guys this year. But uh, anything that they can do to, uh, stay within that top 10 to potentially make it a playoff play in game will be great. So Monday's game against the Knicks was a celebration game uh, at MSG to celebrate the very first NBA game that was played 75 years ago between the New York Knickerbockers and the Toronto Huskies. Now I wasn't a big fan when I saw that this game was in New York and I thought, shouldn't it be, wouldn't it be a little bit better if it was in Toronto considering that that's where the first one was played. But what do I know? It'll be there on the 100. If they get the even. I doubt it. 
yeah, probably in New York. Again. Probably not. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make an excuse up yeah. here. <laughs> uh, so in that game, uh, OG put up a career high 36 points and he led the Raptors to a 113-104 victory. Nothing wrong with that at all. OG actually played really well in that game, which was nice to see. OG. Uh, then Friday versus the Cavs. Jesse, you were uh, you were visiting me, and we watched uh, part of this game anyway. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. had a career high six steals, and the Raps ended up losing by a point. And they blew a late lead, or sorry, they blew a lead late. They had pretty much had the lead pretty much the whole game, mm-hmm. and they lost it right at the end. OG missed a I don't know fifteen foot jump shot, and the rebound. Your boy Scott, he picked it up, but he couldn't. He couldn't put the putback tip in down. And then, like I said, they ended up losing by a point, which sucked. This is definitely a game that they needed, but the refs, because like I, I called traveling, and then you saw the ref go put his fingers up and said no as jump ball. Jump ball, and, yeah. And I was like, that that's fucking traveling usually in the NBA because uh, Gary Trent knocked it away from him, and then he grabbed it again. But on his way down, that's usually a travel at that point. But they gave him a jump ball, which was dumb. And before that, and then after that, there was a foul that happened. I can't remember what who who fouled who. And then the guy, whoever got the got fouled upon, got the two shots in to take the lead. But in the Raptors' end, they had like stopped Cavaliers from taking a couple shots there with uh, some good D which is what this team's all about. And uh, I think the refs kind of gave that game away, but that's just me. Like I said, I think the refs have done a good job this year, but I think they fucked that one up against the Cavaliers. Well, hopefully the uh, Raps learned from that not to give up a, give up the lead late because it was real late. Like, oh, I totally blame the Raps. Like, they had a chance at the end, and they had a huge lead to begin with in the fourth quarter and then just got diminished because the Cavs got on fire. Yeah, for sure. And then today versus the Nets, Spicy P returned, which was uh, I didn't I didn't watch the game because I was watching football. Pete, you said he looked all right, not too rusty. He looked. Uh, I was sort of watching the game, had it on, but was doing other things. But from what I did see out of him, he looked uh, all right. Did he start? Uh, I don't know. I'd say no. With his with his uh, time, I mean. Yeah, he's he's, he's playing team. limited minutes. I think he probably did start, but he's, he's playing. I was gonna say he probably started. He just went to the he's bench early. Fucking challenge me to any motherfuckers. <laughs> oh fuck! He ended up with 15 points on 25 minutes. I'm uh, just happy to see him back. It's uh, just one more guy that the defense has to cover and has to worry about, and um, you know, gives the rest of the guys a little bit more room to uh, to maneuver and to play around, and hopefully this will. Uh, Help the wraps out just a little bit more. Now they only have three games this week ahead. We got they're in Boston against the shitty Celtics. They're in Philly against the shitty Sixers. And they're at home against the shitty Pistons. Everybody's shitty when they're against the Raps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least the Pistons are shitty. The other two teams, uh, I don't know. One's mediocre and one's really good. So even without Ben Simmons. Yeah, but the mediocre ones from Boston, so they're shitty. Yeah, they're <laughs> shitty. They're shitty. They Boston. smell like Boston. All right, Pete, I'm going to pass you the puck. What's going on in the NHL? Nice. Uh, well, big news in the NHL. Uh, Jack Eichel 
the Jack Eichel saga has finally come to an end. He has been traded in a blockbuster deal to the Golden Knights. Wow. Wow. So he has 355 points, 139 goals, and 176 assists in 75, 375 career NHL games, all with Buffalo. After being selected second overall right behind Connor McDavid in the 2015 draft, uh, he's expected to get his desired surgery right away, uh, which is a replacement of the disc of his neck. And he could return in as little as three to five months and the playoffs start in six months. So he ready for playoffs? Could be. Nothing guaranteed wow. at this point, but very well could be there for the playoffs, which would be good because a certain someone like this guy has Vegas has a pick to win the cup, I'm pretty sure, this year in our points and penalties pool. Who's this guy? This guy. Me. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't watching the screen. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so, yeah, could be there for the playoffs, and uh, hopefully they lose the Stanley Cup to the Leafs. But... <laughs> <laughs> Where do you go, Yosh? Yeah. So the trade is Eichel plus a conditional third for Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, and a conditional first and second. Uh, the conditions are if the Golden Knights' first round pick in 2022 is not in the top 10, the Sabres get that pick. And Vegas and a Vegas second round pick in 2023. And the Knights get a Buffalo third round pick in 23. So that's if the Knights pick is not in the top 10. If the Knights pick is in the top 10 this coming year, they keep that pick and the Sabres get Vegas's first round pick the next year, 23, and a second round pick in 24, and the Knights get Buffalo's third rounder in 24. So it's essentially a top 10 protected first and a second, and Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs for Eichel and a third, which frankly, as long as the surgery goes well, it's a great deal for the Golden Knights. If it goes well. If it goes well, there's risk to that, but I saw a little something, something that said uh, Buffalo, like they, they did some grading on this trade, and Buffalo was like an A or an A minus, or sorry, Vegas, uh, Vegas yeah. was, yeah, and it was like a C or a C plus, something like that for uh, for Buffalo. So basically, what I was getting out of that is that Buffalo didn't get as much as they should have. Yeah, I somewhat agree, and that's probably their own doing. They likely could have got more in the off season, and they wanted to get rid of them. I don't think they actually did want to get rid of him. I think they were hoping that they would come to some resolve on his surgery and he would stay with the Sabres, but that wasn't going to happen. So they eventually had to make the move. Part of me thinks that this was uh, a little bit influenced by the NHL saying, hey, we got some other stupid shit going on that we want to get a distraction from. Make the Eichel trade. Of course, referring to the uh, Kyle Beach investigation. That's the situation, I should say, that's ongoing. You really think the NHL pressured the teams to do that? I don't think they did. I don't think they did. In a conspiracy theory sort of way, I think they might have. <laughs> so you might as well just be immunized then, Pete. I am. I am. <laughs> Are you falsifying that at all? No. If I do that, I get fucking terminated. I don't just get a fucking... We'll see what happens to Rogers. You got to do your own research first. <laughs> of course. Of course. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Where all the answers are, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin Weeks on Twitter posted that for all asking, my understanding is the NHL Flames have Kachuk, who's a future potential captain, an upcoming first-round pick, a former first-round pick, and two prospects in the Eichel sweepstakes with the Buffalo Sabres uh, before they made the trade with the Golden Knights. 
I heard that too. I don't think that those pieces were ever all offered together. Like if they were and Buffalo didn't take it, they should be murdered. Right. But it's likely that certain combinations of those things were included in trade negotiations with Buffalo. There's been other reports that Kachuk was never on the table uh, and that was just leaked so that Vegas would bump up their offer. The truth, we'll probably never know. More conspiracy. <laughs> I like the rumors, Peter. Take them with a grain of salt. That's all we can do. But Michael is a golden knight and will be for the foreseeable future. And hopefully his surgery goes well. I hope so too. Again, hopefully they lose the cup to the Maple Leafs. What if it what if it doesn't go good, the surgery? Do you think Buffalo's like, I told you so? Oh yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed uh, it'll be a fucking redemption moment for all the fucking Buffalo fans out there. If this surgery ends Eichel's career, can you imagine? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Wow. I fucking told you. I told you. I told you again. <laughs> yeah. One more time. There's there's a good chance, too, that this will likely be one of the higher priority talking points for the next uh, CBA agreement with the NHL and the NHLPA. Because the way it is right now, the way it's written, is the team has the final say on any medical procedure. So Buffalo was actually playing by the rules here and saying, Eichel, you're not getting that surgery. You're getting this other surgery, which is not right because it's not their body. It's the player's body. They should have more control over their medical procedures. But if Eichel's career is ended by the surgery, then that would uh, not bode well for the players in those negotiations. (laughs) Yeah, They don't have a leg to stand on at that point. Or a back, as it were. <laughs> Neck. Neck. <laughs> Neck, back, whatever. You should challenge me, man. <laughs> uh, hey, you fucked up, Kev. You're all worried about these challenges. Yeah, today. Kev, let's go. You haven't thrown one out there yet. Boy, do I. Whatever. Carry you on. already got two points, boy. Carry you on, already Pedro. got two points. Yep. That's right. He's Carry th- on, Pedro. That's what he's, he's sitting on his lures. He just is like, I want to be in the plus column today. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking right. First time in months. Maybe, right. maybe not. Maybe you've been plus once a time. Well, a few episodes here and there. Anyway, moving on. Did you guys see the McDavid goal against the Rangers where he saw four Rangers in front of him and said, yeah, it's not five. No, no, it's not five. No, it's no, just four. Buy. I'll just go three and score. No problem. That was a mediocre goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These players had no idea what was going on. What do I do? By the time they thought of what the to do, he was already by them. This guy's so fucking fast, and his hands are unbelievable. It looked like peewee players playing against a fucking kid that's out of the OHL or something. He just fucking skated through them like they weren't even there and danced the goalie like it was nothing. Video game. Yeah, video it was like game. a video game. It's harder than that in a video game. The biggest thing that I saw when I was watching this was it, it looked like all four uh, Ranger players, they were like, you take them. No, you take them. You take them. So, and that's why I don't think anybody did anything. They kind of spread out for him, and then he just danced down the center. Yeah, I mean, it didn't even look like it was that difficult of a, of a thing for anybody to do, the way that the, the Rangers kind of just stood there and kind of they almost backed off a little bit. Like, so. You're right. You always just like, you got him? No, you got him. I got him. I mean, that that's what McDavid does though. He 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 just he makes everyone look silly because like he makes everything look yes, easy. Yes, he's right. That's it looks like that because it's McDavid doing it. If 
He just makes the other players look like, what the fuck are you doing? Of course, you're just stop. There's just also stop. no reason for – yeah, but there's no reason that four players should be in that same location at one time. It's like if, if two wide receivers are – you know, they run into each other or whatever, somebody ran the wrong route, right? Like there's definitely some guys not in their right positions at that point. Yeah, there's definitely some communication issues. They had some like, good defensive positioning. There were four of them defending the net. <laughs> well, except they were at the blue line. Yeah. Are you, are you going to poke check? I'm not going to poke check. Are you going to poke check? No, I'm not going to poke check. Well, yeah. by the time we thought we were, what we're going to do, he's already by you. Yeah. One, one guy tried. So one guy tried, and he got fucking danced. And that, that was it. <laughs> hey, at least he tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Alfonso Davies got on board with this, and he's no stranger to scoring magnificent goals, of course. Right, and he tweeted that nah, this guy is too good. It ain't fair with two uh, mind explosion emojis. Thankfully, you put that up there, there, Peter. That was <laughs> awesome. I'm not the only one to put shit up there, right? Right, Jesse? You like my logos? Yeah, I, you I, fucking I, I love my logos. Last week, <laughs> you, you, you fucking love my logos. I tell you what, <laughs> he just didn't like it because he didn't know what teams they were. <laughs> I like, go through it a little bit. <laughs> what the fuck is this boat? <laughs> I may have had a few at that point. <laughs> so that goal tied the game 5-5 late in the third period. Uh, and Edmonton went on to win 6-5 in overtime. Continue a extremely hot start to their season. They're looking like a super team. Clearly because Zach Hammond's on the team. I mean, what else could it be? Must be so, a defenseman with the Rangers that was not on the ice at that time, but maybe should have been. Uh, Adam Fox, the reigning Norris Trophy winner as the NHL's best defenseman, just signed a massive seven-year contract extension worth $9.5 million per year. Uh, he led NHL defensemen last year with 42 assists and was second in points with 47 in 55 games. Now, Fox was originally selected by Calgary in the third round of the 2016 NHL entry draft, but he refused to sign with the Flames. And he was eventually traded to Carolina, where he refused to sign there as well, and eventually traded to New York, where he signed and became a superstar. So Fox was in Calgary. Uh, I believe this was the game after the Edmonton game where they got dummied by McDavid. And every time Fox was on the ice, he or had the puck, he got a call from the Boo Birds in Calgary. And the Flames went on to dummy the Rangers 6 nothing in that game. So that was good to see. So why wouldn't this guy sign with either the Flames or Carolina? Like, what's the, what's the issue there? Uh, he's from the New York area. And I think he made up his mind that he was only going to play for New York. Wow, that's stupid. Like the Rangers or just the Islanders? Uh, well, I don't know. He may have been cool with either, but I don't know. But he ended up on the Rangers, and uh, I bet you that's where he's going to play his whole career. And it's looking like it's going to be a pretty good career. So I don't blame the Flames fans for booing him one bit. Nope. Nope. Is a Norris Trophy defenseman on their team right now? Sure would be helpful. Well, the Rangers got dummies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> where was Fox? <laughs> good question. Fucking signing his new contract. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I just got paid. <laughs> yeah. So Carey Price has said to make his return in season debut on Monday. So he, of course, has been off after entering the NHL Player Assistance Program. But he is making his return, and he is well needed 
because Montreal has struggled out of the gate. Damn right, they have. They sit at the bottom of the Atlantic Division with six points and a 3-9-0 and record. That has not been good for Montreal. I think uh, in the game they had against Vegas, might have been on Saturday, they were down 2 nothing. Going into the first intermission, shots were 20-1 to for Montreal. They ended up losing that game. Yeah, I think after the second period, they only had 10 shots the, the Knights. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Still couldn't pull out a victory in Montreal. And another Canadian team news. Brady Kachuk has been named the 10th captain of the Senators. Kachuk is 22 years old. in his fourth year with Ottawa. After the Sens selected him with the fourth overall pick in 2018. And over 205 career games, he has 62 goals and 67 assists for 129 points. Dorian, the GM of the Senators, stated that Brady's ingrained understanding of what it means to be a pro has made him the right choice to be the team's, uh, the right choice for the team's captaincy. Excuse me. Notoriously cheap team owner Eugene Melnick stated that Brady's Brady personifies leadership. Uh, he's the captain. Scored. He scored a good goal from a great assist. Right? I don't remember who, who tossed him a puck, but nice goal that he got. Just as a captaincy. What goal are you talking about? The one that he scored when he just was named the <laughs> you captain. Know, the one he scored. <laughs> when he was named captain, that, that very first game, he got a very good assist. I mean, he, he got a goal from, I don't remember who the fuck passed him the puck, but it was a great goal. Okay. I'll take your word for it. You should challenge him, Pete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Pete. Are you talking about the through the legs goal? No, I'm okay. Good. That was a nice. That was a fucking beauty goal. No, I'm talking because I was going to toss up a challenge because that was the other Kachuk. It was it was the nice one timer that he got yeah. after being named captain. Yeah, okay. take your word for it. Boo! Throw the challenge out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have many segments left, boys. We need one. Okay, <laughs> other stuff is still coming. <laughs> <There's not Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the NHLPA is going to be investigated on response to the Kyle Beach incident. So they should. Yep. Yep. There's a quote that uh, on the NHLPA's executive board call today, Don Fear recommended that an independent investigation be commenced by outside legal counsel in order to review the NHLPA's response to the Kyle Beach matter. Uh, and Don Fear later said that Kyle Beach has been through a horrific experience and has shown true courage in telling his story. There's no doubt that the system failed to support him in his time of need, and we are part of that system. So it's good to see that they're uh, saying the right things and doing the right things now, and we'll see what this investigation resolves, what the result of it is. And it's too bad they couldn't have done uh, what they needed to do for him back whenever. Ten years ago, whenever that was. And so Aldrich's name has officially been X'd out of the Stanley Cup. No, he's not the first person. He's the second person. Okay, who's the first person? Don't know his name, but he's been egged. There's, there's been two people X'd out on the uh, Stanley Cup. How do you fucking right, boys? Challenge. <laughs> God damn it! Fucking challenge. There has been two named. There has been two people X'd off the Stanley Cup. He's the second. <laughs> I believe you, Kevin. I believe you. Well, if Jesse believes you, and so do I. No. <laughs> I just don't want to give you any more points. Fuck you, bud, because you know I'm wrong. <laughs> Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're not. I don't know. I'm not a hockey guy, man. You guys suck. 
don't know if you're just making up shit just fishing for challenges or what. I don't know. Come on. Come on. Yep. Moving on. All right. All right. Move on. So the Blackhawks, uh, who were, of course, heavily involved in this whole scandal, have fired their head coach, Jeremy Culleton. Uh, after a terrible 1-9-2 start, interim GM Kyle Davidson, of course, he's the interim GM because Stan Bowman had to resign. He fired the coach and uh, named Derek King the interim coach. So the Blackhawks had a bit of lofty expectations after adding Seth Jones in the offseason and were uh, hoping to make a big step this year, but not happening so far. And that brings us to the Leafs update. So they are now 7-4-1 and one with 15 points. Good for second in the Atlantic. Behind Josh, you mentioned before, the Florida Panthers that Joe Thornton is on, who are not actually undefeated. They have one overtime loss. But they have no, no regulation losses. They're still doing very well for themselves. Wow. The Leafs are 3-0-0 on the week. The upcoming week is versus L.A. at Philly versus Calgary and at Buffalo. And so Toronto's last 13 goals have come from the big four forwards, Marner, Tavares, Matthews, and Nylander. So it's no surprise that when the big boys show up, the team is on a five-game winning streak. Oh, time, eh, Pete? That's right. Right? All this team needs to be successful is those four big boys to show up. That's it. And so we found out, uh, I think just today, that Mrazek is going to miss another four weeks. The injury is a recurrence of the same one that caused him to miss six games earlier this season. Mrazek sustained the injury on October 14th when he went down awkwardly on a final shot of the second period of Toronto's loss to Ottawa. Uh, I think he's only played two games this year for the Leafs. He's been battling this injury. And I think they should do what I thought they should do with George Springer the Blue Jays. Uh, which is sit him out for these four weeks and then add on another two for good measure to make sure he is fully healed and up to speed before putting him back into play. There's no need trying to force this guy to battle a nagging injury all season long. I don't give a fuck who they put in that besides him, as long as it's not Hutch. <laughs> that guy's a piece of shit. I... Fuck, we can't stand that right Handed goalie. It sucks. <laughs> so, pretty sure Hutch right now is uh, is in the minors, and I think they called up Wall. They called up someone, some other goalie. Yeah, I'd rather him than fucking Hutch. But I bet there's a very good chance that over the next month or so, you're going to see Don't some games it. from Hutch. Don't say it. You're going to see Don't it. Don't say it. Oh, that fucking guy sucks so bad. I fucking hate him so bad. I hear that name. It's like Brady. Just drives me crazy. He was decent last season. Fuck him. Okay. (laughs) I hate him. This guy sucks so bad. I hate him. Tell us how you really feel. I hate him. He sucks so bad. (laughs) Well, he's the third goalie. What do you expect? Hopefully, Mraz. He'd be a no goalie is what I expect. I mean, he's better than Sam Boney driver. I'd rather a Zamboni driver than fucking Hutchinson. <laughs> All right, Kev. So in Thursday's game against Tampa Bay, Mikhail Sergachev had a bad hit on Mitch Marner in him right in the head. Uh, it's after he had been hooked by Victor Hedman, uh, and he was in a bit of an awkward position, and Sergachev caught him right in the head with a bad hit. Dude, for the captain that stepped in. That's what I liked. Yeah, Tavares stepped up and right away made it known that he didn't like the hit. 
and he was right. So Sergachev has been suspended for two games for hitting uh, Mitch Marner. Should be more in the head. Uh, what I don't like is that so on the play, Mitch broke away from the defense, but Hedman was right behind him and he hooked him and slowed him down and took away breakaway. So right there, that should have been a penalty shot. It should not have been. It was called a two-minute minor for hooking. Should have been a penalty shot. And then, as he was being hooked and taken off balance and whatever, Sergeyev came in and clipped him in the head. That got a two-minute call, a two-minute penalty for hitting in the head. And I didn't like that either. I thought that should have been a five-minute game. I'm just thankful that Simmons wasn't on the ice, man. I mean, thank God, you know, the captain, Johnny T, came up and did what he had to do. Oh, man. If Simmons was on that ice, I think that guy would have been a hurting unit. Yeah. I mean, it's too bad Simmons wasn't out there because, yeah, he probably would have filled him in a little bit. See, I don't know if he should have been given a penalty shot because it was a split second after the hook that he got fucking smoked. It's not like there was, like, four strides by Marner. You know, it was a hook and then, boom, the shoulder to the head. So he, he clearly, in my opinion, he wasn't on a breakaway. The guy is coming across. He's is in the same. They're in the same area, so he's not. That doesn't warrant, in my opinion, a penalty shot. The extra penalties, like you're saying, maybe five in a game, 100. percent It was a dirty hit, no question. But I don't think that he should have gotten a penalty shot on it. So I think the only reason that Sergachev was able to actually catch him and and lay this hit on him was because of that hook. The hook. If if that and it was like it was a it was a series of hooks. Like it started probably around the uh, center ice, around the red line, and kind of carried right into the offensive zone and slowed him down. Like I think at that point when he was at center ice and when he broke away from the defense there, he was he had a clear shot to the net. And if he didn't get hooked, that was a breakaway. Isn't it like a two stride? You got to be at least two strides ahead of him before you'd be called like a penalty shot. I think you just need a clear path. If you if you have a clear break to the net. And you get obstructed, that's supposed to be a penalty shot. But like you say, Josh, I think the refs agree with you that it wasn't a clear break and they only gave him the two minute minor. And Sergeyev also got a two minute minor, so it was a five on three, which the Leafs proceeded to just fucking botch. Didn't capitalize. Bad execution, way too slow, no, uh, too much indecision. Not what you want to see from a five on three for two minutes. No. When you have five NHL players against three NHL players, you should score a goal when you have two minutes of that. Exactly. Maybe you're right, Pete. I'm just watching it again right now, and he, he is he's a lot more clear than I thought he was. And then, like you said, Sergey Chev comes across yeah. likely as a result of those of those hooks. So, yeah, maybe you're right on the penalty shot. Early on, he he was pretty clear. Like coming over the blue line, he was he was all all basically all alone. Yep. And yeah. Hadman came back with two or three hooks to slow him up. And like you said, that's likely what made Sergey Chev be able to catch up. Yeah. So the first, when I first saw it there the other, the other day, it looked, didn't look like it was like the hit looked bad, but it didn't look like he was on that. Much yeah. When you just see the end, it doesn't look like much. Of a yeah, exactly. There. But good news is Smyrner wasn't hurt on the play. He was okay. So that's good because he has been playing well lately, but should have been fine again. And last bit of least news, Dermot and Hall have been involved in significant uh, trade rumors. Hall has been a healthy scratch since last Saturday against Detroit, and the Leafs haven't lost since. So there are rumors that the Leafs are looking to move either him or Dermot. Uh, in their opinion, they have seven 
capable NHL defenseman right now, and you can only start six of them. So it seems like they're looking to move one of them for extra cap flexibility. Now, I personally wouldn't make this move unless there's good return coming back because defensive depth in the playoffs is always important. It's crucial, for sure. But that's only if you can get out of the first round. It doesn't matter if you only <laughs> play four games. What's the fucking Hey, difference? listen, they always play seven. Right? <laughs> it always goes right down to the line of that first round, except for the year it's only five against Columbus. Anyway, if they have any aspirations to get outside the first round, I would keep all seven NHL-caliber defensemen because you're likely going to need all seven of them. And that's all I have to say on the NHL. So let's move into uh, other stuff also known as uh, Challenge City here this week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my network here, boys. Well, see, since we just got off the NHL, let's start getting into our NWHL. The Women's Hockey League has finally started. I mean, there's only six teams in this league. I'm going to name some, uh, some of the, the six teams that we have here. You guys might love some of these names. Just, just like the W. We might not, too. Okay. Or you might not. But we have the Boston Pride. Hate it. The Buffalo Buttes. Love it. <laughs> Connecticut Wales. Love it. Metropolitan. That was out of New Jersey. Uh, was it Riveters? Hate it. Minnesota Whitecaps. What do you think, Josh? Hate it. Stupid. There's no <laughs> fucking ocean in Minnesota or anywhere close to Minnesota. <laughs> The land of a thousand lakes. How many times do you get a white cap on a fucking lake? If it's really windy. <laughs> no, 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 this one kind of makes sense, though, boys. I mean, we got the uh, Toronto Six. That's still a stupid name to you. They're all dumb. They are. So, I get, just like the WNBA, there's nothing here that scares me, nothing that intimidates me, and they're all goofy names. Like maybe the Buffalo Buttes, just because it's it's a butte to say, but that's it. <laughs> like, the rest are stupid. Like, what is this Boston Pride emblem? Is that a fucking lion? Why don't you just call them the fucking lions <laughs> or bears, whatever you need. Like, I don't know. It's just goofy. And what the fuck is a riveter or a riveteer or what? Like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Let me expand that for you so you can see it. Here. <laughs> so it's like a fucking female Popeye? Is yeah. that's what I'm seeing here in the fucking it's logo? Exactly like, what it is. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> These are horrible, horrible names. I'm 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 happy that they have a league again, and you know, hopefully this can will be a long term thing. But come on, figure out some better names. Jesus. Wait, what's the logo for the Buffalo Buttes? I think it's just a big old buffalo. <laughs> buffalo, buffalo buttes. Here, let me just expand that one for you guys. Just look at the bison. Yeah, it's, it's a, old buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> She's a beaut. She's a beaut. <laughs> She's a beaut. So there are only six of them that are in this league. Uh, but we had some games on November 6th. Uh, we had uh, Boston beat Minnesota six to four, Toronto beat Buffalo four to three, and um, Metropolitan beat the Connecticut four to one. Now, because again, guys, there's only six of these teams; they're basically playing each other again. So today, the seventh, Boston beat Minnesota one nothing, and Connecticut beat Metropolitan six to five. And now my favorite part of usually where we start off is the crappy football league. 
Right, Jesse? Canadian, Canadian Football League? Yeah, the crappy one. Yeah, that's right. Canadian. Canadian? Yeah. CFL. Now, there were two games played on the uh, on the 5th of Friday. BC lost to Hamilton, 18-26. to Saskatchewan beat the Elks, 19-17. to Now, the Elks have uh, finished the CFL season without a win at home. This is the first time in 72 years since that, since that has happened. That's pretty gross, boys. I'm going to challenge that, Kev, because this is the Elks' first year. They used to be called the Eskimos, bro. So <laughs> fire it up. It, it can't. It, it, the Elks can't be seventy-two years old. Yeah, it's the Edmonton. I, I mean, Edmonton. I think it's implied, but it's talking about the first. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I would love to say the EEs, but I'm not going to go there. But yeah, you can go challenge me all you want, bud. I mean, I mean, I just either, did. Either other or Edmonton is Edmonton. Yeah, but you didn't say change that. You it, said the Elks. Change the name or not, it's the same team. I don't know, man. I mean, you can go into the, the Washington Football Club. No, I yeah. mean, you can't because that's not their team name. It, yeah, yeah, but you could also say like, team, not like club. you could also say, though, <laughs> that the they consider the Montreal Expos and the Washington Nationals the same team, too. But they're not. Thank you, Jesse. But they, but they still considered that history it's still right? the same overall i guess the same franchise but i don't know Who's i don't know I, I i i personally don't like like this but uh <laughs> i'm more or less in the, the wash area i think we're just reaching for a challenge here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get it with jesse i think i, th- I think it's implied that the franchise is what's being talked about. Hmm. Yeah. You've been oral overruled, Yosh. I mean, like, I don't think he should get a negative one either. Yeah, Cause yeah. like what he's my, saying, what my he's vote saying goes is for no true. challenge. Yeah. It's a wash kind of thing like that. Like it, it, yeah. what, he, what he's saying is correct. But what you're saying is, is the franchise is what you're implying. Huh? Hmm. Sorry, Yosh. Should have challenged earlier, bud. So we didn't have fucking, we're not getting down to these nitty gritty fucking <laughs> shit challenges. <laughs> now, there was also two other games that were played today. I'm um, sorry, on Saturday, the 6th. Toronto beat Ottawa 23 to 20. Montreal lost to Winnipeg, which Montreal was leading to, by the way, 21 to 31. Winnipeg's um, points. I've been like, I believe, like 106 to six in regards to fourth quarter. That's where they get most of their points. I mean, this is team, I, I give them the great cup. Just give it fucking to them. Now, we've all been talking about some uh, Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. After his uh, vehicle rollover and on February of last year, he's been doing some limited golf activities. He's doing them right out of his backyard but he is definitely trying to get himself back in shape for either this year's Masters or next year's Masters. No way. There's no way he comes back into the, into the tour. No, you he think? will. He will. No. You don't think he I ever see. plays on the PGA again? No. Oh, I, wow. I think he will. I don't think he'll be a superstar because he already hasn't, like over the last couple of years, hasn't been a superstar, but 
I think he plays again. He won the Masters recently. Yeah, after or coming back after that uh, injury or a injury, he won the Masters. Yeah, I'm just – I understand what Peter's saying, but Yoshi's like, he has won the Masters recently, so. Yeah. Yeah, but just winning one tournament doesn't mean you're fucking dominating. It doesn't mean you're a superstar. If you, if you end it's up the, at the tournament, top, yeah, it's one of them. It's, it's one the of the top tournament. three. No, it's, it's I, I think the U.S. Open is just as prestigious as the, the Masters. As the Masters. Yeah. Like, I understand that they're, they're majors. I get it. But just because you win one, one tournament doesn't mean that you're the best in the, in the world anymore. Right. No. Yeah. So, but, but this is before his horrific car accident. Yeah. He hasn't done anything since the car accident. I know. That's what I'm getting at. Well, for for whatever limited time that he's sitting there doing it in in his backyard is what I would like to point out. I mean, I'm sure this guy's got a miraculous fucking backyard for, you know, golf course. Oh, guaranteed. He's he's definitely (laughs) doing, like, every day. I I would say every day. Doing whatever he can because of his uh, ankle injuries. I mean, like, he's a special athlete, too, so... To say that he's never going to play again, then are you saying a PGA tour or, or a just, PGA level? Yeah, I, I think I gotta say that he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. Point. It just it's a matter of how well he'll do. You know, will he win another tournament? That's who the fucking knows, right? We, we until we get see him playing again, or you know, potentially playing again. But I think he gets back. He's just not going to be playing at the high level that he was five years ago, even. Right, but he'll be back. I, I I do think not this year Masters, but next year's Masters, he'll be back. But he's aiming but, for this year's Masters. Is that what he's trying to do? Uh, don't know. I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying he's just trying to get back and you know the the swing of things. Let's say, you know, what can I do? What where where's my limits in regards to how I feel with my injury kind of thing? So he's not trying to get back in shape for the Masters. He's trying to get back in shape in general. In general, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you guys, we talked about this, uh, the match with uh, Brooks and Bryson. Now, I have put up a a bit of a viral uh, video in regards to what's going on. Kepka says, matter of factly, give people what they want. Now, DeShumble later adds, Friendsgiving is going to be just a little bit different this year. Now this match will be uh, will be the day after Thanksgiving. Now the venue is going to be at the Wyan Golf Club. Now it's not too far out off the. Um, you mean Win? Hmm? It's Win Golf Win Golf Club. Sure, the Win Golf Club then is really not off far the the Vegas Strip. Now it's not going to be an 18 hole. It's only going to be a 12 hole showdown, and it's going to happen November 26th at 4 p.m. Now, here's the, the best part of it. We're going to have uh, Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley will be heading the telecast. I think that's going to be hilarious. Well, Barkley's been on the, the match before, and he's been funny on it to begin with. Yeah. Now, we all know how Barkley swings a golf club. That's pretty fucking funny in general. I think he's getting he's gotten a tad bit better. Uh, uh, I would say a little bit. Yes. It's not as goofy as of a swing as he used to be. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Now, if you all haven't heard, we have our uh, Drake and uh, a possible expansion to the WNBA. 
Now, on Wednesday, Drake posted on an Instagram story calling for the uh, WNBA League to bring a team into Toronto. Now, the commissioner, Kathy, Kathy, oh, my God, I just love this name, this last name, Engelbert. (laughs) Why do you like it so much? It's just, just, I don't know, it's just a funny last name. I mean, Engelbert. (laughs) Engelbert. Yeah, exactly. What about all these other fucking funny last names that you can barely pronounce? Like, well, this one I actually can't pronounce, and it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> now, um, now she, she did say, uh, the commissioner of Kathy Engelbert said the expansion is on the horizon. Now, she said that before game one of the finals. Now, here's my question for you guys. If the, NBA, uh, if the WNBA were to expand do you think Toronto could hold a team with regards to the fan base? Absolutely. Yeah, I think they could for sure. I also heard that they might circle to, for the name. If they get this, what they're doing might be the Toronto Huskies. That'd be cool. Nice. Yeah. Hey, that's a good name, right guys? That'd be the most intimidating name in the WNBA. <laughs> that's for fucking sure. <laughs> and it pre- pays homage to, yeah, was sure there before the history. Yeah. Yep. But from my understanding, the expansion is in regards to what your university would, you know, with the fan base that you have on your universities or college team. So we're not U.S. based. So I don't know how much fans that are pulling off in regards to our college or university women's team. I bet you we don't get a team for a number of years. Like, not during the first round of expansion that the WNBA talks about. There's way too many bigger cities in the in the U.S. that will get one well before Toronto does. Who do you think would be the first one? Then Yosh. Well, fucking no, man. Where are they? Where are the teams now? Well, we San Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, like Toronto's like the fucking fifth biggest city in North America, fifth or sixth. Doesn't matter, man. The size of the city doesn't mean shit. Do you think For sure Seattle? it does, though. Do For sure it Seattle does. Will get yeah, but one? you can have super small fucking, uh, super small locations that have, re- look, look at Green Bay For, in football. I realize it's football, but like, it's such a small area and that's their different. fucking fan that's, base is massive. That's an anomaly right? because they've been around NCAA is the same way, man. It's the same type of thing. You get small schools that have massive fucking fan bases. What about Seattle? They already have, don't they already have a team there? Let's see a challenge. Let's see a challenge. I'm saying, don't they already have one? That's what I'm saying. So Seattle? I can't be the one that no. challenges. No, Seattle sure. does not have a team in the WNBA. I'm going to challenge, and Seattle has a team. Aren't they called the Storm? <laughs> pretty you're sure. Probably, yeah, you're probably right. Pretty sure there's a Seattle Storm. Pretty sure. So are you getting in on the challenge or what? No. No, no. <laughs> I, well, I was the original one that said that they yeah, had a team. But I'm, I'm challenging <laughs> Kev, saying that they don't. Seattle Storm finished Seals. third in their division. All right. Point Peter. <laughs> so they have Connecticut, Chicago, New York, Washington, Atlanta, Indiana, Vegas, Minnesota, Seattle, Phoenix, Dallas, LA. So those are a lot of the big, the big metropolis cities. I, I would say maybe a, a Florida maybe might be able to uh you know, would have a big fan base. There's no real team in that area other than did, did you say? Did you say Chicago? Yep, yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, yeah. yeah. 
So I think the only city bigger than Toronto you didn't say is Houston, and you said Dallas. So yeah. Fucking close enough. And I get what you're saying. It's not all about city size. Right. Like, I mean, but, obviously the population is a huge, you know, portion to get people out because they have, you know, 30 million people or whatever. You're going to get yeah. lots of potential people. But the other thing they have too is Drake saying it and he's got a big base, right? So you know, oh, yeah. sure. get something from that. Yeah. Because yeah. he isn't he not the ambassador for the Toronto Raptors? Yeah, well, he was. Yeah, he? for sure. I don't know. I, I just I think that there's gonna I, I'm not saying that there's not going to be an expansion team. I'm just gonna say within the first round of expansion, you won't see a Toronto team. That's just my opinion. I think you will. I think first round expansion, you will see a couple a hot Toronto takes team. here. Peter with thinking that and it would be <laughs> the Tiger won't be back in a major league turn. Now he thinks he'll be back. But I also think I think Yosh is on the hot take on that one because he doesn't think they'll be on the first. Uh, round of expansion. I think they will be. I, I agree too. And so does Peter. So, like the one with, I would say, I guess Connecticut, and that's probably Boston. I was going to say Boston would be a huge one, but I'm, I'm going to say that without looking into it, I would think Connecticut's son are probably based out of Boston. Probably. Yeah, they shouldn't be if they're Connecticut. Well, yeah, Boston's Massachusetts. What the Boston's fuck? in Massachusetts. Yeah. I was, I was, I was so confused. Yeah. Like, we got a whole state behind them. Yeah. I mean, they're close. <laughs> they're fucking fucking neighbors. Hmm. Hmm. So where the fuck does Connecticut play then? Like Hart- Hartford, probably. Maybe. Hmm. Anyway, whatever. Now, since we have a bit of a fight there going on, I'm going to jump into my UFC. Now, we had ourselves a uh, – this is like – I'm only going after the, the, you know, the belts. I don't give a fuck about undercards. I don't give a shit about, you know, the three-round shit. I want to talk about this five rounds, possible knockouts or or submissions. But we have Rose – sorry, Rose Namajunas. <laughs> Namajunas. Well, you and... can say fucking Engelbert. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Yosh, for pointing that out to me. And, Is it uh, Namajunas? Huh? Namajunas? No, Namajunas. It'll, be Nama, it'll be Namajunas. Namajunas? Jays are wise in Spanish. <laughs> I honestly was... could not tell if that was a Spanish <laughs> Now, she was facing um, Zhang Wei. A Wheelie? What are you talking about? Your Willie? What? My who? Your Zhang Willie? No, I won't give you the trampoline today, boys. Rose puts. <laughs> Rose puts uh, puts her strawweight title on the line against former champ Zhang in the uh, co-feature of the um, UFC two two sixty eight. Rose won the contest last time, 78 seconds, with a kick to the head in the UFC 61 to win back her title. Now, when Rose um, when Rose lost her title to Jessica Andrade, it took her two years for her to win it back from Zhang. In this match, Zhang is the favorite going into the strawweight title. 
Now the match uh, to get her belt back in the UFC, two, 268. Now Rose does win by decision to keep her belt. I don't like this shit. I mean, I want to see knockouts or submissions, but it is what it is. Then we had Colby Covington versus uh, Kimura Usman. Now, uh, they fought once before back in 2019. Usman won that fight since this UFC career took, uh, took off. From there, he has also been put on the list of being the best pound-for-pound fighters. This guy is an honestly beast, man, is Usman. Unbelievable. Usman has won his last 14 fights since then. Covington has only fought one match after the Usman fight, and that was against Tyrone Woodley. And uh, he won that fight at a stoppage in September. With that win, Woodley... He has something to prove in regards to welterweight championship Usman, who has not lost a fight in eight years. Usman wins by unanimous decision. He has now won 19 in a row, 15 straight in the UFC. This guy's a beast. I mean, for, for a guy not losing for eight years is is unbelievable. As but Kevy won the unanimous decision. Yeah. No, he won that fight in the unanimous decision, which gives but him 15 Not straight. a knockout. But not a no. knockout, yeah. Not a knockout. No. I, again, I don't like this shit. I mean, I'd rather see a three-minute fucking you know, extension, but it is what it is. Overtime. Sudden death overtime. Damn right there should be, man. I don't like this fucking okay. Literally fight Literally. for the death. Yeah. Let, let's go to the scorecards. <laughs> Fuck that. Let's go to a knockout or a fucking tap out. Now going into her some kind of a boxing. Now we all know about Jake Paul. We all heard of this guy. He's due to fight Tom and Fury. Now Tommy is the brother of Tyson. So, I mean, hopefully uh, Tyson Fury can give his little brother some little uh, pointers in regards to this fight coming up. So Jake Paul, as you guys all know, is a YouTuber, amateur boxer, is set to fight former British boxer uh, turned TV personality Tommy Fury on December 18th. Jake Paul has a bizarre contract going into this fight, which has only been uh, apparently finalized. One of the clauses is if Fury loses, he would have to change his name to Tommy Fumbles. For, for at least for at least one year, and if Jake Paul were to lose the fight, he would give him at least half a million out of the purse that the fight is being basically being put at. So I mean, it's just pretty funny for this guy to constantly put these kind of little contracts in in regards to fights because he's done it um, obviously once before. Now, what started as a Twitter bet close to a month ago has been put into the contract as a legal, sorry, in their contract for legal purposes. In August, Jake was going to uh, fight Tyson Woodley. And there was a clause to this fight as well. If Tyrone lost the fight, he would have to tattoo. I love 
Jake Paul. Jake won that fight, and Tyrone did get the tattoo, but he put this tattoo on his middle finger. <laughs> now, uh, Tommy's dad, John Fury, hasn't held back his thoughts and thinks that his son will win. <clears throat> sorry, his son will win uh, starting Paul's stands. No charge against my son. And one of the undercards, now this would be kind of cool if the undercards actually do go through, could be an ex-NBA guard, Deron Williams, versus the NFL running back, which I remember from San Fran, but obviously from the Jets, Frank Gore. Love Man, that. He's name. been around. Like, I'm shocked he's not in the NFL right now, just because there's running backs that are that need across the league here. Uh, I would take Gore in this fight just because he's, he's old a beast. as fuck. He's, a he's, he's old beast. as fuck, and he still plays in the NFL. Yeah. But this uh, fight between <laughs> Tommy Fury and Jake Paul is fucking hilarious. It's, it's honestly like you can consider like YouTube almost TV personalities. Like, <laughs> I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to watch this too. I mean, they're obviously amateurs. I mean, I mean, Paul's not like a like legit boxer or an MMA fighter. He's just, uh, you know, a person that thinks he he's the shit. But I, so I I read that Deron Williams is going to be on the undercard. Nice, um, but I don't. I didn't hear anything about Gore. So that'd be fun. I mean, I. I even the undercard would be fucking decent. I mean, it's just going back into the days that I remember what they had that celebrity fucking boxing. I mean, you had like um, Bowl fighting like Screech from fucking whatever that TV show was. I mean, Save celebrity by the, by the bell. Yeah, celebrity boxing was it was pretty fucking funny when I watched it. It's kind of like that in my mind. I think I remember watching one of those celebrity boxing where it was it was um, Manu Bowl and fucking. Uh, the fridge right from like and that's so you got this super tall skinny dude and then like a <laughs> short <laughs> fat guy <laughs> they're fucking it was so fucking funny yeah but if we're going to get into our boxes here guys i might as well start us off once again i have uh once again i'm going to be putting this dumb dumb in my penalty box and it's no other than conor mcgregor Mr. Conor McGregor. Now, Conor was in uh, Rome, Italy, where he ran into Johnny Depp. Now, if you guys didn't know, there's actually a 25-year gap between Johnny Depp and uh, Conor McGregor. Depp being, uh, what was he? Depp's being 58 and Conor's being 33. Now, Conor and Johnny got into McGregor's proper 12 whiskey. And it just got into some kind of wacky tobacco. Now, I asked an actual colleague while reading this, what do you think about what they were sitting there stating? And he said, yes, it's definitely talking about the dopage. Now, uh, guessing not too much, later into McGregor does what he does best and gets into a dumbass in trouble. With the booze and all the weed, it's call it all repeatedly punched a DJ, now I'm sure Pedro can say this name better than I ever probably could. 
Francesco Francinci. Hang on, I hope you. Francesco Facinete. Thank you, Pedro. In October, <laughs> while visiting the Italian city, and he was there to actually get his child baptized at the Vatican. So, Connor, dumb dumb as you are, you just got to get yourself stop getting in trouble wherever you go and just let bygones be bygones and just fucking party hardy without getting stupid and punching somebody because you think you're a tough guy. He's a fucking tough guy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So just so I'm getting this straight. So Connor was in Rome to get his child baptized. Yes. Is that okay? All right. That's and the only then, reason why he was there. And just and as he was partying, he ran into drunk. Johnny Depp. And, you know, I'm sure Depp wasn't involved in the punching of the DJ, but he was there. Let's see. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Johnny Depp probably told me, you see that DJ? Go punch him right in the face, Connor. And he does it. I don't know. He, he probably threw some money down and bet him. <laughs> Most likely. He won't punch that guy. No, he won't punch that guy. Watch me. Yeah. But that's who I got in my pox once again. Connor, you're such an idiot. Stop getting in trouble just because you think you're a tough guy. But you're there for a reason. Pedro, who do you have in your box? Thanks, Kev. I've got a slightly obscure one this week, but I thought it was funny. So here it is. The Sport Club Internacional which is a Brazilian football or soccer team, if you will. Won a one nothing match against uh, their rival club, Gremio. Both clubs are based in Porto Alegre, capital of the southern state of Rio Grande do Sul in Brazil. And after the one nothing loss, Internacional held up cardboard coffins in their rival Gremio's colors to mock their imminent relegation. They're about to be relegated out of the, uh, I guess, the Brazilian Tier 1 league, whatever. So they had props made and ready to go for after the loss of coffins in these team's colors. And so after they won, they brought them out, they held them up, and believe it or not, Gremio's players didn't like that very much. What? And that led, better. that led to a 22-man brawl after the match. And pandemonium. Where, so, do, do you know where this was? Like, was it in... Uh, whose home field was this? Was in Porto they, share, they share, like, they're, they're both the same city. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, it was just... So you, as soon as the, the two teams start going, you, you know the fans are just beating oh, yeah. the shit at each other in the, in the, yeah, in yeah, the stadium. Yeah. They're like, uh, from what I understand, they're like hardened rivals. But I guess one right now is significantly better than the other, and they're about <laughs> to be relegated. And they didn't like that very much. <laughs> so I thought yeah. it was worthy of a penalty box for intentionally planning props of cardboard coffins in your... <laughs> rivals colors that's funny spur a brawl at the end of the match well i'm sure they were trying to spur a, a brawl they just it's the end of the year right so everyone's just gonna fight each other 
<laughs> They're regulated anyway, so we'll see them for another year at least. <laughs> yeah, probably true. Yeah. So that's my box. Uh, Josh, who's in yours? Englewood. Englewood was up to no good. All right. So I got high school football team, Englewood uh, High out of Cali. Uh, they played a game against Inglewood Morningside High School. And they walloped them 106 to nothing. Jesus. Ooh. Yeah. So by halftime, the score was 59 to nothing. And then they continued to pour it on after the half, like I said, to, uh, to get up to 106. So they had a, it was 104 nothing. And then they decided to go for a two-point conversion. Uh, which they ended up making, making it that 106. I mean, that's ignorant. That is definitely ignorant. I mean, the whole thing is ignorant. It, for me, it, I don't, I'm not bothered by this two point conversion. It doesn't bother me. If you got to work on that, you got to work on it. It's, it's fucking racking up the score to 104 <laughs> points prior. <laughs> but that. it's not a practice, it's a game. It's a game. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So after this uh, 106 to nothing drubbing, the the principal of the high school and the the uh, coach from Inglewood High have since apologized uh, because of you know it's not very sportsmanlike to to whip somebody's ass by that many points when you you know I mean you still would have got the W when it was seven nothing, right? <laughs> so. so my, my issue here is that you know. Like, okay, so you play your heart out, you're up 59 to nothing. Just just take take the rest of the half off. You know, take the second half take off. Five. Yeah, put <laughs> your backups in, get those guys some reps, that type of thing. Well, they kept pouring it on, kept pouring it on. Now the quarterback of Inglewood High has committed to the UCL uh, Bruins. You sorry, UCLA Bruins, and his name is Justin Martin. Justin threw for or was it thrown for, for 13 TDs or was it? Uh, he tossed 13, 13. 13? Okay, so I thought it might have been 13 total, but doesn't matter. 13 TDs is fucking insane. In one but game. One, but yeah, one guy, one guy, one game. But, uh, it, you know, when it, it comes down. Just go prevent at that point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Exactly. Don't even rush the quarterback. For sure. For sure. So, like I said, I don't mind the two-point conversion. That, that really doesn't bother me. Uh, the coach uh, from Morningside High – said it was a classless move. Now he could be more referring to the whole fucking game, you know, being that you got your ass fucking whipped uh, by that much. Um, but so I guess the school district who obviously oversees both, both schools said in a statement that they were saddened beyond words by the events. And they're going to look into uh, an investigation for this. And, I don't know. Oh, I mean, they're God. high school kids. Yeah. Like that's exactly just like they're high school kids. They're just playing the game. You know, if anything, maybe the coaches need to be looked at. But, like, why didn't the coaches yank all the starters and put the backups in for the second half of this game? That's what they should have done. Then the score so wouldn't didn't? have. Maybe no. he did. Maybe uh, they did. We don't really know. <laughs> we don't know. It's high school. It's hard to find info on that. But I mean, um, like, if I was losing by that much, I'm hitting some knees. Like, I'm pissed. Like, take, well, yeah. these, take these starters out or else they're going to start getting hurt. Yep. Like, I know, like, that's not the way you play sports, but, like, at the same time, like, getting your ass beat is embarrassing. So, what well, else who, do? who in the right mind goes up to 106, though? That's like, that's hard to do. I mean, that's a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's only so much time in a game. 
Yeah, and so, I'm sure with it being high school, I mean, after the second quarter, some time keeps on rolling. It's not being stopped. Take a knee on the offense, at least, or something. Uh, maybe not take a <laughs> knee, but just fucking do a dive up the middle or something. Run it. Run it for the remainder of the game. Whatever. But the guy's throwing 13 touchdowns in one game, though. And he's going to UCLA. Well, I mean, that's why he threw 13 passes, because he's a, he's going to be a good player, right? He's, yeah. he's already committed to to UCLA, then, um, you know, he's going to be a half decent player, but so, so my issue here, like I said, is not the two point conversion, which I've heard a lot about. I, I really don't give a fuck about that. Like it's already 104. What's two more points, right? The whole, the whole thing being up that much and just constantly going for it. That's what's the classic class classless and unsportsmanlike aspect to this, in my opinion. I mean, like, you could also argue if you're going for two points at that point, like, you know you're going to win. Why? What's the point going for two points? Because all, yeah, pardon? practice. Practice. <laughs> practice. It could be for practice, but people can get hurt then, too, at that point. Well, right? you're, 100%, but at 59 nothing, you might as well have stopped playing then <laughs> so yeah. that your guys didn't get hurt, right? Right, right. But what I'm saying is – is if you were going to point and it's the same thing. It's like, you just, you're, you're going for knees at that point. Like really, like you can't, you don't have a kicker that can just kick the field goal and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, that's what they're making a big, cause that was the last two points. Yeah. Were they setting a record with that 106 or something? Oh, or was it well over at that point? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure of what, what record may or may not. Cause if it was going for a record, I understand that. But at the same time, it's Still, like, that's, it, that's that, that's that is ignorant. Like, how okay. how is your confidence level going to be now as a player? You know, coming back in and like playing anymore. Like, fuck, we just got destroyed, one hundred and six to nothing. Like, should we even be fucking? Should the school even have a football team? I mean, you, you would have been in the same same thought process if you lost fifty nine to nothing. So. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like yeah. me and Jesse played on a football team that uh, for the first couple of years was pretty bad. And we played some good teams, and we got we got beat pretty good a couple times. Not this bad. Not ever this bad. <laughs> um, I remember what the worst ever was. I remember. Blue I think Hill it was fucking a, kicked the shit out of us. And Preston, Preston destroyed us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It was weird. I, I I remember playing against Preston, and I was like grade eleven in the varsity team for running back, and. You saw all the front seven, or, or I guess there's another player for Canadian, but they all had fucking facial hair, and I'm fucking <laughs> there. They're like, this guy's fucking like actually alive. They're like adults. They're like they're like twenty. They just they're, <laughs> they're just dumb as fuck going through school. My, my voice is still cracking. We're against men. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my good old. Is it still an alma mater if it's high school? <laughs> yeah. Close enough, right? Uh, yep. Uh, obviously, I wasn't playing when, uh, when you guys did because I'm a wee bit older, but. Did I'll you play high school football? Yeah, just one year. And then I was like, this is too much running, too much work. <laughs> I'm just going to go. A lot of running. Drink some beer and smoke some weed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of running. I hated conditioning. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's definitely that was definitely the games were fine. It was definitely just the practices and all the bullshit. You, did. you you need it though. You need oh, it to play. You but it 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 conditioning was the worst. Yeah. So Englewood High, you're in my box for just just not letting up. Like just let up a little bit. 
you know, let him run, a little bit. Run the ball a little. Run the ball a little. Take some clock, some time off the clock instead give, of fucking. Give it to your fullback. Let him rumble a bit. Yeah, exactly. Or like you said before, maybe they did, but put your backups in. Give your backup quarterback a chance. Like this guy, a 13 TD passes. He was obviously start. He was in the second half playing, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, 13 TDs. That's. Hang on, math in real quick. That's fucking 91 points. Right. So this guy played a good portion of the game. Like, why wouldn't you pull him and give your backup a chance? Like, you know. So, right. so that's coach's why they're eagle. in my box. Yeah, I think exactly. it's a coach's ego. But even though, how big can your ego get when you fucking dominate a team that has no right being in the same game that you're in? Like, yeah. You know, do you feel good after winning 106 to nothing? Like, sure, you can be like, holy fuck, we stomped them. But it obviously wasn't that good of a game. It wasn't a competitive game. So no. those players are like, well, that was fucking easy. And they're not going to give a fuck about it, right? Right. So, yeah. But, but anyway, that's why they're in my box because the uh, the unsportsmanlike aspect of this game. And uh going to stick with some football here. Jess, I know you got, uh, you got a wild one here. Yeah, so this week, Henry Ruggs, he's my box. Um, early on this week, he was caught driving 156 miles per hour Ooh. with a blood alcohol content twice Nevada's legal limit. That's probably me right now, too, boys. Huh. Well, good thing you're home, bud. That's and, right. you and you don't own a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> He just learned how to drive, didn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is pretty heavy. Uh, he slammed pretty hard into another vehicle and ended up being, killing a 23-year-old woman. Terrible, terrible news. Uh, his girlfriend was in the car. I believe she had a few drinks too, but... The prosecutor, Eric Bowman, is request had requested the Ruggs bail to be put at $1 million. Uh, instead, the judge had gone down to 150000 which... I think it's too fucking little, man. I, I, in regards to this incident, the $1 million would probably be more, you know, better off than the fucking... And he can afford it, too. Fucking right, dum-dum. So, but the there were conditions which uh, included to home confinement, electronic monitoring, no alcohol, no driving, and he had to surrender his passport. Uh, at this point, uh, the Raiders had released him Tuesday, just after the crash. And like I said, his girlfriend was in the hospital with a severe arm injury. And the NFLPA has contracted with the, they have had a ride share service to provide free transportation to members of who's ever in the uh, NFLPA. And it's to specifically prevent tragedies such as this, because it looks bad for the NFL, looks bad for the NFLPA and players because they're trying to protect them. And he didn't do this. And then there's been additional counts of DUI and reckless driving resulting in bodily harm for injuries suffered by his girlfriend, Kiara Jeanette Kilgo Washington. And he also had a misdemeanor for having a firearm 
in the car as well and under the influence. They found a loaded gun within the car. I don't know what the the laws are for concealed uh, firearms in a vehicle. He might get a couple more charges because usually in, well, not usually, I, I don't know what exact all state laws are in the U.S., but some state laws are. I know Michigan is you can have a concealer permit, but you still have to unload uh, the the gun. Like you can't have the gun loaded. You've been driving around with firearms in Michigan. I mean, like, no, but <laughs> why do you know that law so specifically? <laughs> went through the Twitterverse there and and saw that, and then I double checked it, and yeah, you can't have that. Uh, here's my question though, here, guys. I mean, I don't know if I should be, you know, but if he was at a friend's place or even at a bar, why would you even let him leave? Like, I mean, is there is there not some kind of other, you know, kind of responsibility from where he was at? There is in where, Canada. Yeah, but this is the States. Uh, I get that. But, I mean, isn't there still kind of some kind of responsibility of a bar or a friend to say, hey, man, you can't leave? Call a cab. He's also a first-round pick. Listen, he's a first-round pick. He's got – he's actually been having a pretty good year as of recently – so he's got a lot of confidence and he can do whatever the hell he wants. That's, so, that's, that's, that's sad though, man. Cause most of these fucking superstars that are out, that are out there think that they're Superman. They can do whatever yeah. the fuck they want. They felt invincible. And this is what happens. I mean, we've talked about this. Um, not obviously not necessarily for, you know, a DUI that results in death, but you know, we've talked about DUIs, and whatnot in the past. And we've, I, I've specifically remember talking about why these guys don't just get a fucking Uber or, right. or, you know, and, and if the NFLPA has got a, a system set up for a car share program where somebody will come pick your ass up, like, I just don't get it. Yeah, man. Like, like okay, you want to get your vet home? Well, fucking get it tomorrow. You yeah. know, pay like, someone $500 to fucking drive it for you. Right. Like in town here, we've got, you know, we have a, a system where they'll come and they, they drop off a driver and then they, you all jump in your own vehicle and the driver drives your vehicle home. Another vehicle follows you and then the driver yeah. jumps in that other right? So um, that's, you know, there just needs to be more of this or more of that. And the, these pro athletes need to get their shit together and figure this out. You're, you're a huge fucking, you're a big statement piece for the NFL, for players, for teams you're making all kinds of fucking money and you make these stupid ass decisions. You know, I mean, I don't like, I don't want to make a, make light of, you know, the, the people that are dying and that are hurt, but this guy should fucking go to jail for a long time. Oh, he's time. going to jail. He's definitely right? going to jail. And like, they need to make, they got to start making examples of these guys, you know, fucking throw the book at them and throw it at them twice. Yeah. You know, and then yep. hopefully that will stop the next Henry Generation. Rogers III from doing yep. it. Yep. You know, now yep. obviously you're always going to have somebody that, oh, I only had two beers and whatever. And then you could get in an accident and kill somebody, but they've got to do something to, to curb this as much as possible. And if that means the teams need to send a fucking chauffeur or a liaison out with these guys every fucking night, every day, then they need to do that. 
because this yep. looks horrible. Like you said, just on the NFL, it looks horrible on the NFL PA. It looks horrible on the team and it looks even worse on the player. Yep. I agree with you. Totally. 100% Yosh. I just don't understand why they don't like any chance I can get out of fucking not driving. Well, I'm going to go have some beers. I will do it every single fucking time. Oh, whether it be an Uber, whether it be like, Jesse, you're on driving this weekend or whatever, like passing the buck to one of your buddies, just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I just don't understand with the, all the, the money that like, there should be no fucking excuse. Oh, I didn't have 30 bucks for the cab. Like you got fucking money, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see right here, NFLPA will definitely take your ride share services for sure to get around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's just goofy, man. It's, it's terrible. And it's terrible that there there's this program to offer these players like, Hey, we'll come drive your car home. Like we're, we're there to protect you. We're there to protect the league. And so that you can keep playing and they make dumb decisions like this and 156 miles per hour. Like, That's like what? Too, close to 240. Like, I, no, I just, it's not that much, but it's up there. It's, it's too fast. Yeah. Too fast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay Vin Diesel he wasn't in that one but uh, yeah it's 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 terrible and they're trying to curb this and I think they've been doing a better job of it and sometimes you get guys like this like you can't stop everybody from being dumb being dumb yeah anyways He's in my penalty box, Mr. Henry Ruggs III. And he is a free agent if any teams are looking for him. He may not be available for the next 16 years. Yeah, 10 to 15 years. <laughs> Here's the other thing that, that bothers me some. I mean, you can have, like, you know, Wentz come back into the NFL, and he already has charges in regards to assault and so on and so forth. But you won't bring back Kaepernick? I mean, the guy only fucking went to a knee. You say Wentz has charges, isn't it? Like uh, um, Carson. Carson Wentz has charges. I don't think he does. Sounds like a challenge to me, boys. He Sounds definitely like does not have any. Have any? He's in the NFL right now. Oh no, it's not, not Carson Wentz. That fucking whatever the guy from. Um, oh my god! Don't let this fucking ten point five percent get to me. Fuck it. Stop. I'm not gonna stop talking. Don't stop talking. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> At least Google it because I'm, I'm now I'm now I'm curious what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I'm just saying like for for quarterbacks that um, have done wrong. I mean, quarterbacks don't usually do wrong, but they have done wrong because we've already have some that are have done wrong. I'm just saying. I mean, name for one. Those... Michael Vick. Yep. <laughs> but he came yeah. back. Yeah, that's true. Well, did he play after? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. With the Eagles. Oh, that's right. That's yes. right. Yeah. He but had I, one of the like his career year there. <laughs> I just I just don't think that quarterbacks should, should be in the wrong and then try and like I mean have um like the Titans guys. I don't know what the fuck their names are right now. I mean we've Ooh, talked Peter, about it before. The, you got your team out of the bus here. <laughs> it's just I don't I don't understand how Quarterbacks can be in the wrong with criminal records, but you have. You know, but like name say, one. 
Who are you talking about? I have a brain fart, man. <laughs> who Who is the guy that they were just talking about like like a few weeks ago in regards to possibly coming back? That I was. Oh, oh you're talking about uh, Watson. Yes, thank you, Watson. <laughs> he has no I criminal record right now. But Watson's done wrong in regards to not legally. Drunk. Yeah, legally. Yeah, it's still a legend. Not legally. It's all alleged, all alleged, man. Bullshit. The, 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 the criminal investigation is still going on, and the civil investigations are still but going on. Either, other, or for someone yeah. like that, that but, stature to sit there and have that to have a possibility to come back into the NFL, where you have only Kaepernick to take a fucking knee, and the guy's never played a game ever since. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah, but the Kaepernick thing is, it's about the good old boys in football not liking what what he did right like you're i don't know he was blackballed by the league and has nothing to do with any legal or illegal activities but but how can you still have that legal or illegal activities quarterback come back into the nfl because once you've paid your debt to the society what's the fucking difference you can go back to work you don't think Kaepernick has not paid his debt to society but he hasn't done anything illegal the the league just blackballed him because they don't like what that you're confusing criminal with racism (laughs) yeah exactly i just think it's just stupid for criminal to have i'm not saying you're wrong i'm not saying you're wrong with that but you're, you're you're confusing criminal and racism that's yeah, all I'm saying. 100% Cap should be in the league or he should have had another chance. I would have taken him out as a fucking Bears fan. He would have been great in Chicago. But when the when the league blackballs you, there's not much you can fucking do about it. You know, whether it was right or wrong to blackball him, you know. Well, there there is a – I did see a video. I don't know what streaming service it was on, but there is one about his, like – it's like his life and what happened when he was driving one time. Oh, well, not driving, but just his whole life growing up with the parents that he had and the, the skin color that he had. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm going to be watching it pretty soon, but I just noticed, I just saw it. Now I got to figure out which streaming service it's on. Yeah. I saw the same thing. I saw an ad for it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't remember what it is either, but it'd be, oh, I think, I think it'd be interesting to watch for sure. Kev, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, you know, how is it that Mike Vick can come back after, you know, essentially killing dogs? Um, yep, the dog fighting fucking you shenanigans. Know, but once you've, once uh, in the world, the criminal world, once you've, you've, once you've paid your debt by being in prison or your probation or whatever they hand down to you as a sentence, theoretically, you have been re- rehabilitated. That's what they say. So that's why you can come back. You can get a job, even if you're not a pro, you go to jail, you can get a job again after you've, after you've you know settled your debt to society so but this but kaepernick is a con- completely different situation because he started the knee he started the, all the controversy in regards to you know like what's right. happening in the world but it's not and, what he did was not illegal though so no he just the, the league said fuck you we don't like that because we're a bunch of for the most part we're a bunch of white owners that don't like it um you know then they that was it they, they he had his one shot where he did his little uh, uh, his little showcase of himself, and that didn't go over very well. And do you think he might take his crap his his crap to the crappy CFL? No, he's done, man. He's too old now. He's a bit old, yeah. Yeah, he's I mean, don't, he'll, don't. he'll never play another snap of professional football. That's sad because that guy could have been something for sure. He was something. Didn't, they, didn't he take him? More. 
Didn't he take him to the fucking to the Super Bowl? Yeah, and he brought him back after that Beyonce delay. Yeah, she destroyed all the power <laughs> in the all area. That power outage. <laughs> <laughs> and then they came one. back, and then yeah. and then they the lost. Ravens beat them. They, yeah, they still lost. Anyways, Peter, take us into our final points. You're welcome. Thanks, Kev. Uh, well, I think just the one challenge today. Me on a fucking trust in Josh. <laughs> Seattle storm existed. <laughs> <laughs> and challenging Kev. Uh, so that's a plus one for me and a minus one for Kev. I don't think there was any other challenges. Oh. Uh, and then our MLB bracket scores need to be added in as well. Yeah, at least they finished off with a fucking plus one today, boys. There you go. So... Uh, for the day, Peter was a plus two, one for the uh, the challenge, and one for the MLB bracket. Kev, like you just said, was a plus one. Jesse ended up at plus two, all for the MLB, for calling the Braves, and for the bracket. And Josh was a minus one, just for the bracket. So, that brings our season totals to plus seven for Peter. Minus 17 for Kev. Woohoo! Moving in the right direction. One, <laughs> Plus 16 for Jesse. Fuck Boo. you, Jess. Boo. We'll never do that fucking quote, like wash your toss ever again. <laughs> we'll do it again, just with significantly less implications. <laughs> yeah. uh, and minus 11 for Yosh. I'm okay. catching up, Kev. I'm catching up to you, bud. You better fuck watch you. out. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Where you guys want to go for dinner? Wait, wait, wait till we go for poker. That, that's going to change everything. You think? Yeah, yeah. Every dollar counts as a point. Oh, oh wouldn't that be fucking something? That'd <laughs> be fucking way worse than the fucking... Well, cold watches. <laughs> I, might, I might actually fucking win this thing then, if that's the point. Would definitely bring Kev up if he if it's he got Ke- it. It's Kev's only shot. Yep, it would be my only shot. You guys are all scared of me when I play poker with you guys. You know it. But when you rebuy, you're fucking minus twenty. <laughs> Thank God for that happening for fucking Doline. Fuck you, you all in motherfucker. You know what? <laughs> I played last night with a bunch of guys. Doline was there. It was a twenty dollar buy in. He bought in and he ended up buying in for 120 bucks and he ended up winning at the end of it. He, he took home 115. So he lost five bucks. So. <laughs> oh. He still fucking lost. Oh. But that's, I put my right, 20 though. bucks in and I won 80 on it. Like an additional 80. So, oh, so. there you go. Fuck the line. And, we got and I, I haven't played poker since fucking the last time we played poker. Whenever that may be. It was a while ago. You were yeah. playing with your like psychedelic cards, weren't we? Huh. What? <laughs> we were playing with some kind of like you know Star Wars cards, weren't we not? Kev, you're drunk. Oh fucking right, I am. <laughs> Star Wars cards. So yeah, confused. man. The last time we played cards, there was like fucking a deck that we had to use that we had no idea what the f- whatever. I'm not. You I'm gonna stop. Might be talking about a different poker game. No, I think I went at my place, but that was like. Yeah, it was, like it was 20, actually at your place. That was oh, 2020. It was just the four of us. 
that was like 2020 (laughs) no we played before after that i think like that was that was like march or february 2020 we played here at my plays after that for sure yeah because we we ended up convincing the girls to maybe kevin wasn't allowed to come (laughs) and we followed all proper covid uh, protocols yeah we all wore masks yes we were physically distant and we were outside yeah in, there was, in February, there was all <laughs> testing going on. We wore gas masks. <laughs> we did so. Then we could be a little closer to each other. <laughs> Come a little closer. Just fucking sucking <laughs> oxygen back. <laughs> and on that note, why don't we move on to how our drinks were? So, Jesse, how was your drink? <laughs> I think we know how Kevin's were, but let's start with Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Great Lakes Brewery. The Haze Mama. It's pretty good. It was uh it was up there, it wasn't Kev's, but it was up there. It was a New England IPA, seven percent. Bitch. If, yep, it wasn't it was a bitch beer this week, but that's seven percent. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, how was your bitch beer? Well, my Hot Valley Brewing Company, Bubble Stash IPA, which I thought was fucking decent at 6.2%. Um, it was good. Next week, I think I'm going to go with like a fucking Molson Canadian 67 water. Because <laughs> might as well. Might as well. Fucking coming in dead last at 6.2. That's ignorant. Uh, but it was pretty good. As the fucking lightest beer here. <laughs> Pretty good. I might even have it again. Kev, how was your uh, double-digit fucking malt liquor? Holy, oh, kick my arse, I tell you what. It was actually an import from tell. Holland. It's an 86 Extreme Extra Strong beer. Obviously, guys, it was at a 10.5%. Knocking you guys out of the fucking park as, you know, I should every now and then in regards to the IPAs or a strong beer, but I've done it. I conquered. Yosh, how was your beer, bud? I mean, it was all right. It was a uh, 6.4%. So second, second bitch uh, from Collective Arts Brewing. It was the IPA number 18, coconut and key lime IPA. Mm-hmm. Definitely had coconut flavor, which was a little odd. And then the fucking lime just kicks your ass and it's like it's so fucking sour um i wasn't a big fan off the first uh, handful of sips but as i kept going through i'm like you know what this is all right it's kind of like a summery beer kind of makes you feel like you're on a fucking you're on an island somewhere you know but uh let's get it this is a limited uh, release so i probably won't get it again because i probably won't find it because it's a limited release but if i do if it's summer out i'll give it a go again but i'll definitely be uh weary of the the lime sourness because it was fucking it was tart let me tell you that it was pretty good overall but i was bitch number two which is never any good i'm bringing the heat from now on out boys i'll tell you what i mean that's good it's about fucking time instead of drinking dirty old bush or pbr (laughs) i mean that's fair yeah like at least good, at least drink something with a little flavor. Wait till I bring up my eleven. 
Oh, 11. Fucking, we're drinking PBRs next week, boys. <laughs> Don't waste your seven percenters. <laughs> 67. All right. So, for everyone here at Points and Penalties, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your pods. Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And until next week, stay, stay out, out of the, the penalty, penalty box. box.